Just like the DualSense controller, Sony's big PlayStation showcase has pushed buttons, triggered people, and got some craptic feedback. But did it suck, though? We'll talk about it in our full breakdown of PlayStation's big event in our Checkpoint chat. Plus, we'll also talk about how Pablo's life is strange and how I got ratchet. Sorry, it just kind of means typical us. Hopefully not too typical, though, because this would be when Pablo would normally make a weird analog stick joke about his pe- Yeah, we should... Let's just get started. If Sony's live-action game of hipster chess doesn't get you excited, hopefully we will. So welcome to episode 18 of the Cooldown Time Podcast. I'm your four-spoken co-host with cringy quips, Marco. And joining me as always is a man whose video game takes are a rift apart from mine, Pablo. What's going on? Hey, man. I am here ready to record this. I'm excited about this episode. Uh, I feel good. I yeah. feel good about this one. A lot of we good got a stuff. Lot of stuff to get into. Yeah, a lot yeah. of good stuff. So I'm ready when you are, brother. Well, let's not let's not waste any time because we we do have uh, quite a show. We've got loadouts as usual. We got some loadout news to talk about. We're skipping booty juice this week because we got a lot of ground to cover with our checkpoint chat. And there's a few little 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 traces of booty juiceness uh, in some of the stuff we'll talk about on uh, on that segment. So we're going to talk about that. And then of course we're down to our top three. Uh, Pablo, for our cooldown countdown, uh, top ten games of all time. So Hell we're gonna yeah. be un, we're gonna be un, uh, unraveling. <laughs> we're, we're, gonna, we're, we're gonna completely fall apart and unravel. Uh, we're gonna reveal. <laughs> Par gonna reveal. for the course. Yeah, yeah. Vocab is is at an all time low today. So, uh, but third favorite games of all time will be revealed today. Is what I was trying to say. Oh, um, there it is. But before I say anything else, I want to say to you, the listener, subscribe to us. We're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Spotify, we're on all the other places that you like to stream stuff. Please go ahead and give us a follow. And if you happen to want to leave a review too, please feel free. We like hearing good things about ourselves. Um, social media, Make we're on that too. Make me feel good. <laughs> okay, please do that for Holly. Uh, right here. <laughs> That's right. Uh, you got it. <laughs> all right, so you're going to want to follow Billy. us. You're going to want to follow us. Don't follow Pablo right now. Follow me. Listen to my, <laughs> listen to my voice. Don't listen to him. <laughs> we're on we're on instagram we're on twitter cooldown time pods where you can find us <laughs> i don't know where we're gonna find pablo's sanity but we're gonna look for it uh somewhere in this episode it's 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 hidden away yeah. um pablo i'm gonna go ahead and let you have the floor since you're stealing all of my thunder um we got loadouts to get into and uh you got a couple interesting ones yeah. that I'm, I'm curious to hear about so why don't you go ahead and get this thing going well, I mean, new games are coming out. Tis the season, just about. Uh, but right now, I'm focusing on two new releases, and I'll talk about the first one here: the Artful Escape, which is a, you know, we, we've said this a lot throughout the show. It is a Game Pass game. Uh, truthfully, a game that looks great, but I don't know if I would have tried it without uh, actual uh, the fact that it's on Game Pass. But it, this is a weird kind of um, kind of game. It's a vibe. I hate saying that, but it is. Um, it, it's it's one of these games where it, it's a platformer, but it has a musical uh, twist to it. Uh, it's created by uh, 
a band called the Galvatrons. We just found that out before the uh, record. Uh, they started the recording. Who gives a shit? Really, yeah. this could this could have gone so many different ways because their their inspiration is Ziggy Stardust and 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 things like Wes Anderson and, and those things are are hipster heaven. You can say those things if you're like, yeah, man, I'm part of that, you know, kind of crew because it's so it's so easy to evoke Ziggy Stardust and David Bowie and all that good stuff. But this game does nail. Uh, that feeling, uh, because it's this kid, he's a folk star, he's a folk, uh, singer in the shadow of his uncle, who's a huge folk star, uh, uh, you know, and so he's, he's starting off his career, but he really wants to do, like, like, space opera type rock music that's kind of like his thing like a ziggy stardust exactly yeah, but yeah, yeah. he's embarrassed by that because he's a serious artist and so he's embarrassed by that and so he gets uh somebody drops in on him and tells him hey you should find me in this in this part of town which he's never heard of he goes out looks for it basically gets abducted by a a entity that we don't really know much about right now because I'm early on in the game, and basically it's, it's it's wanting you to go through this journey to discover yourself as an artist, uh, and escape that kind of feeling of you being the serious that music is art only because it's serious and not really because mm-hmm. all art is 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 art bad or good and so really basically uh it's a really cool mechanic you're, you're you have a jump mechanic uh, your double jump and then you have your guitar which you can just press down on the x button and he's constantly playing a tune that goes along with the music that's playing in the background so he's like riffing on on whatever is happening and it's really and it's really dope uh and there's certain areas where you reach where you can actually play a tune based on the a scale that they give you uh and you can use a guitar to triple jump all these things that really it's like this it starts off like a very mundane normal kind of a game you're in this town you're talking to people and then all of a sudden it breaks out into this colorful like uh psychedelic uh kind Mm. of landscape and you have to kind of get from point a to point b you have to find yourself and 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 you go through it right now i'm super early on in the game but i'll tell you what i turned this game on purely on interest and i could not put it down i was just it it was it for me it, it was kind of very beautiful to look at but the, it was very interesting in, in the approach to, to the game itself. And so it was just, it was super hard for me to put it down because I was really having a good time understanding that the mechanics with the uh, platforming aren't the best and they aren't exactly mm-hmm. the main focus. Uh, and I feel like it's a game that you're going to go through the motions rather than, than be challenged by it and mm. I, the game really has to the rain will really have to capture me for me to to, to finish it but right now it, it it's doing the right thing the voice acting is done really really well um the, the story itself is stupid to an extent but it's it's interesting enough the one takeaway that i'll give it is the delivery of certain lines um they they're, they're lacking in their approach as sounding natural uh there's mm. a point where something happens and this girl tells you to follow her and then there's like a beat and then it's like dope it's so bad it's so oh, bad no. it's so it, and i was like that that took me back because everything it's it's uh i would i would ache in a little bit in terms of conversation to um oh my god i'm blanking out what's that game that is getting a sequel, Oxenfree. In Oxenfree, <laughs> sorry. Wait a second. I, hey man, I, what's that game that's getting a sequel? I had to. I 
I had bro- everything. Yeah, everything. But I had to break okay. that in my head that I'm like breaking okay, that down. Okay. But anyway, Oxenfree, right. where, where they talk, they have a very natural way of talking to each other, and it sounds like real kids talking. Oh, it, it's so good. It has that. But then it has those moments where it's like, oh, which reminds mm. me a little bit of um, of uh, Life is Strange, the first Life is Strange, where they said hella a lot and they thought that's how yeah. kids talk. Yeah, it's a little mixture of both those things, really good and really cringy. But anyway, uh, it's a, it's a. It, Let me ask yeah. you something real quick. Do you know how long of a game it is from what you've heard, or do you not know yet? I don't know, but this game cannot be longer than like ten hours. That's the impression I got yeah. too. I also feel like it's probably a, a pretty interesting game to kind of bounce off of Psychonauts too in, yes. into afterwards because of how it's like, like you said, psychedelic and I, a little trippy. I think it's that's probably a good transition. Yeah, I think you know that's what I mean? what's happening because because uh, just off your year, I finished uh, Psychonauts two, and the last hour of that game is fucking amazing and just it's just incredible but it's very psychedelic and so this game doing that for me it keeps mm-hmm. keeping that 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 thought or, or that mindset it's keeping yeah. there and that, that's probably why it's cap- it's getting me so much cuz i i honestly i don't really i'm not a marathon gamer um i, I take a lot of breaks but this game i mean i was stuck on this game right. so um I, and it's getting good reviews i think an open critic has an 80 right now which is yeah which is pretty impressive considering you know everything else that's, yeah solid uh, yeah yeah um so i it's cool. it's on game pass I definitely a recommend uh you know i would i i would pick i would play this just to kind of see uh how, how you feel about it because i'm really interested to see how what what rick feels about um, but sorry by marco feels about the game uh, no, I was reading something here. <laughs> One second. Okay. All right. I'm like, no, he's giving me names. No, I was reading something here okay. about, uh, sorry, right. uh, how Marco feels about the game because I don't know if it's your jam, but I think you'll, yeah, I, I think you'll either. appreciate we'll the game, uh, to a, to a certain extent. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm definitely going to try it out. I'm, I'm going to attempt to come back to Psychonauts 2 first because I think that's probably the, yes. the more, the more important thing to try one more time. 100%. Um, but, you know, I'll, I'll keep I'll keep the pod posted on that. But uh, what else you got in your loadouts? Yeah, so I have here uh, True Colors, Life is Strange True Colors, which is mm-hmm. a brand new game that just came out, the the second or third iteration. Technically the third uh, Life is Strange game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah. Yeah, and so basically this game, I'm super early on in this game, uh, but basically the gist of the game is uh, you play, I think her name is Alex, uh, and you're in this town, and you're back, and your brother is there, and uh, you're kind of trying to get acclimated to the town again, and you're an empath, that's your power in this game, where you feel people's emotions, but it's a lot more advanced than that, where it's like, you feel you can actually hear their thoughts based on how much they're emoting. Uh, and so mm-hmm. she's able to hear that and, and, and kind of make decisions and conversation points based on, on that specifically. Um, I, I right now the game is beautiful to look at. Uh, one of the things that games like this kind of get, uh, always compared to our, our telltale games. Uh, and you know, moving around in telltale games is always super not, good it's very clumsy and very clunky it's very point and clicky where you know you go here and, and, and you, you you pick where to go and the movement is so stuttered and so kind of like it's not the kind of game where you you, you kind of see as a third person kind of game 
But mm-hmm. this game is definitely that. Like the movement is really smooth. It's it it just feels like a regular third person kind of uh, adventure game. Uh, and the conversations, uh, the voice acting is absolutely superb. I love just about every moment so far of the game. I, I I'm I'm in this weird mood where I want to be after all the uh, after all the Alan Wake stuff. I'm in this mood where I want to be in this town. And I want to talk mm. to people, and that's why I also uh, played Lake a little bit, which was uh, uh, definitely kind of the similar vibe. Uh, and and True Colors is really is giving me all all that I want right now. Um, you know, unfortunately, because the Artful Escape, I didn't, I wasn't able to to do do a lot in Life is Strange. Uh, but so mm-hmm. far, I'm really enjoying what the story is giving. One thing that I'll say about Life is Strange that's a little bit weird is when you're moving on a straight line, that game looks great. But anytime mm-hmm. you move the camera, there's this weird stutter. And it isn't a frame rate. It isn't a frame rate dip. It's the way that the camera transitions from left to right based on the art that it's because it's a static art in the background. Based on yeah, how yeah. that looks, it just feels, it doesn't feel choppy. It just feels slow. And because it feels slow and her movement is so naturalistic that at moving the camera, her moving in a natural way and that there's, there's, there's two different things going on there where she's smooth mm. frame rate wise walking and there's a weird kind of slow stutter in the camera movement, which kind of throws me off to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know if that's a technical issue or it's just kind of the way that the game is going to run. Um, I don't think it's a deal breaker because there's the, the game doesn't really, it's not really a, a, a third person adventure game where you have to kind of like, you know, yeah, yeah you're just going kind of walking around. That's right. Yeah, it's things, a walking so, simulator yeah. for lack of a better term. Yeah, you're going from point A to point B. Right. Uh, so, but I mean, it's really beautiful, man. And yeah, and the game that they did before that was uh, Tell Me Why. Yeah, that's this is the same people that did Tell Me Why, and Tell Me Why had the same kind of really beautiful landscapes in their own kind of artistic. It was really yeah. beautiful. And, yeah, and it is that. But it's more vibrant and bright because I think this was like in Alaska, right? Tell me why it was based in, in or in ice in a cold. Uh, yeah, it was some rural place. I, I, yeah. I can't remember what it was off the top. It's been a little while, yeah. but yeah, yeah. This is a, a lot more. It's fall. It's it's very beautiful to look at. It, it is. It's definitely a lot like Tell Me Why in the mm-hmm. art style and the approach, and also the the way that it, it, it's a little bit better in character models for sure. You could tell they were working on this game for a while, but it is it is a great game to look at. It is. Um, it is. Doesn't it feel like a Life is Strange game uh, per se, not yet anyway. But it is very. Uh, it is very good, and I am really enjoying my time with it. Yeah, I'm. I'm glad to hear that. I think for me, it's it's going to have to be a wait for a sale thing because most people are saying that they're taking anywhere from five to eight hours to finish it, which to me, for a sixty dollar game. Yeah is that that's kind of ridiculous yeah. in my opinion I, and i'm okay with short games i, I just that's that's kind of pushing it for me so I, yeah. I i think i have to wait but uh it is good to know that it's actually been um you know getting some good reviews and that you know people like you are actually getting some enjoyment out of it because i was i was personally i was getting tired of seeing uh square you know continuously shoving it down our throats every time they had a presentation yeah. i'm like all right, I get it, but now at least I can tell. Okay, well, it's because they kind of saw what they had, and maybe they were, well, you know, believing in it. But even you know? then, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I, I this game I saw like fifty times, you know, and I was never really particularly interested in the game itself. Um, but with the reviews that were coming out and some stuff that I saw, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna give this game, uh, I'm gonna give yeah. this game a shot. 
And I'm glad. And I'm glad that I did. Uh, you know, right now I'm in a I'm a spot where a lot of games are coming out. I'm really waiting for Last Judgment here, uh, with bated breath. <laughs> yeah, I uh, think the demo is coming out. It's supposed to be out today, but it's not. It's not popping up for us yet. Yeah. But, so I, yeah. I don't know. I'm not gonna play the demo though, because I I already know that that's a that's a cop. Yeah, it's getting some. <clears throat> it's it's getting some mixed feedback. So yeah, I'm not. We'll see. I, it, that game is like review proof for me because I I always really enjoy those games. Um, but yeah, I got um, I got some stuff coming up here with uh, Deathloop, which I already have pre-ordered, ready to go when it comes out on yeah. Tuesday. So I I I, I want to play uh, Tales of Arise a lot badly, but with Life is Strange, I think I kind of made the right choice because it's it's that compact game that I can get in right, right. before Deathloop and uh, Judgment. So yeah, but that's it. Cool, that's man. where I'm at with my loadouts. All right, I'll go ahead and tag in. Um, so I'm going to tag in with the game that you said sucked. Oh, um, that's, uh... I didn't say it sucked. <laughs> I didn't say it sucked. I, I said go I was ahead. disappointed because I had high expectations. And that's on me because my expectations were this game, I hope it doesn't feel like the other games in which this, <laughs> this game is, is the series mm. is based on. I, I want you to reveal mm. the game that it is. I was like, oh, maybe it could transcend, transcend that kind of game because of the way it looks. It does not. It is very much this kind of game. That's on me for expecting more out of it. While he said all that, he was uh, he was doing backpedaling motions no. with both of his, uh, with his arms. I'm on, rec- um, I'm on record. Th- yeah, listen. The game I'm talking about is Ratchet and Clank A Rift Apart. Um... This to me, I just I just beat it before we recorded this. Um, absolutely incredible, a lighthearted romp done right. Um, charming and cozy story with good humor, a great cast, and a show stealing villain. I love Doctor Nefarious. Yeah. I think this is his best performance yet. One hundred percent. Had some true like laugh out loud moments because of his voice work, uh, which was hysterical at times. Um, and that coupled with the incredible visuals, uh, to me, the awesome level design, the slick presentation, uh, the, the immersive 3d audio, uh, all with really tight gameplay and, and kind of refreshing linearity, which is kind of standard fare for, for Ratchet for the most part with some like semi open areas, of course. But I really liked the fact that they didn't try to do it's Ratchet and Clank, but open world yeah. like every, yeah, other, yeah. every other game. So I really appreciated that, and it, and it made each of the levels feel unique and, and distinctive, which I loved. Um, I think the rift elements, and, and I know you mentioned this in, in, uh, you know, when we talked about it when it came out, um, they're, they're not as mind-blowing as expected based on all the SSD hype. But I still think that overall it adds a nice little wrinkle to the mix to kind of keep some things fresh, oh, uh, even sure. if it's not necessarily uh, – yeah, it, it's not a game-changer by any stretch. But it is still, to me, a fun little addition to make things interesting. And, of course, the story tie-in of, of, of all that is really neat too. Um, but, you know, I, I would say overall, you know, to that point, it's not a particularly daring sequel. I still think that it just draws its greatest strengths from the franchise's signature elements and it works beautifully. And, and that's why it's it's definitely one of my favorite games of this year, hands down. So I mean, um, I, based on, on the game itself, I, I based on what you're telling me and, and I'm literally right there to finish it, I might finish it. I, I, this year is such a weird year that I think it would be weird for me not to have it in my top 10 just because of, of visually how stunning it is. And it is a Ratchet and Clank game. My, my issue comes from the fact that I'm not a Ratchet and Clank fan. And this is, like you said, it's not a very daring sequel. It, it, mm-hmm. it definitely is Ratchet and Clank. And I just know that I'm not a Ratchet and Clank fan. So 
I just bought, bought into the hype. I, I bought into everything because the riff elements were very cool when they happened, but they're in no way, shape, or form revolutionary. And there was a video that came out a couple of months ago showing that a current gen system could actually do this. Uh, yeah. And so, but I, I my, my and I gave you a hard time for sure. But I, I my complaint <laughs> about the game is unf- it's unfair because I expect it to be more than just another Ratchet and Clank sequel, and. Yes, I think games should aspire to be more than what they are at times, especially sequels. But you can't really shit on a game for being, hey, a better version of what we always have been. You know? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because because I, I would take something like that for Sly right now. I would take one hundred. Give me just give me a, a regular run of the mill Sly Cooper, and La- I'd be just as happy. Last like, week I so. just said give me a remake of the original game, and I'd be happy. Exactly. Yeah. So exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So um yeah so so I love that I, I'm. It actually kind of, it's the reason why I'm, I'm going to go back and give Psychonauts 2 another chance because now I'm kind of in that platforming mindset again yeah. where I can, I feel like I've gotten my feet wet after a long time away from the genre. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to come back to Psychonauts 2 and see if I can kind of ride off the momentum of how I felt about Ratchet and, and maybe um, have a new feeling about Psychonauts 2 that, yeah. that I, that I uh, left with. Because so, I, we'll t- I have to tell you, Psychonauts 2 is my game of the year. And I, at first, I told you it was a placeholder for my game of the year. And that that still may be true with Halo and Judgment and all that stuff. But it, that that those last few hours of that game were... And I don't know if it's where I'm, I am like mentally or emotionally, mm-hmm. but that game... Yeah. Talk to me, bro. I was like, <laughs> dog. You just talked to my eardrum right now. It, it was it fell out of my ear. Bro. It was it was like it, it. I mean, smiling ear to ear, like literally gasping like a little dumbass for the reveals. I was like, oh, they did not. I I don't want to derail this too much, but I, I'll just I'll just leave this here. I think your taste in games are starting to change a little bit. Yeah, I think some habits of yours are changing, and it, it's 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 an interesting time for you and your in your gaming yeah life yeah yeah uh, for sure. But uh, we'll 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 cover that another time. Yeah, but um, yeah. What I want to go back to is my last game in my loadout. Um, boy, this game was uh kind of a hot button. Topic. I am so uh, excited to hear you talk about this. <laughs> so uh, your boy came back to Night City. Um, pulled back up and uh, I started a brand new uh, campaign on um, PS5. So, oh man, this game, let's just get it out of the way. It still has some bugs. It still has some quirks. Yes. Um, but it is way less glitchy and way less flimsy than how it was this time or around this time last year uh, when it first came out. So, so off rip, I am having a much better experience playing the game just because of those patches alone. Now, um, it's still not where I want it to be, and I would have preferred waiting until the next gen versions dropped. But it don't sound like that's going to happen, according to the, uh, the 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 call that they had, uh, where they were like, "Oh, we're not going to make any guarantees," which to me translated to 2022. Um, yeah, so that's why I came back in, in terms of the why. Um, but I, I will say, dude, my, my time away from Cyberpunk made it easier to finally take the game for what it is. I think when you, you know, at, at the time when you're remembering what all the trailers were telling you the game was going to be about, all the story trailers, uh, you want to run Night City, you, then you got to have the nicest house, the fanciest cars, and, and none of that shit was possible other than buying a bunch of useless cars. Um, useless. So this, 
This was an opportunity to just kind of purge that all out of my system and just treat the game for exactly what it is. And um, some things I still love as much as I did before. Some things I'm kind of discovering that I didn't love as much as I realized. Uh, what I still love is Night City itself. I think even though it's mostly window dressing, I think that it's just got the aesthetic, the, the cyberpunk aesthetic for me is, is A1 in my, you know, my favorite type of worlds. Uh, most people like high fantasy. My shit is cyberpunk. Um, so I love this, this, this world, this city and everything in it. Um, I also kind of, you know, in, in going into what I didn't realize, I forgot how gripping the story is. Yeah. Uh, especially when you get to the Johnny Silverhand bits, which Fuck yeah. completely turn everything on its head. And, and, and I think when I first played it, when I got to the Johnny Silverhand part, I was already kind of halfway checked out because I was so frustrated with all the crashes and knowing that it wasn't the game I wanted it to be. So I didn't really give a shit. Um, but man, it, it's it's got me by the by the testes, man. It, it Johnny Silverhand is such a dope ass character. Um, I don't even he's such a good character. I I don't even re, I don't think of him as Keanu Reeves. Yeah, you know, it, like it, it's true. It, that's true. It's hard. It's hard to do that with a lot of like celebrities playing video game characters because you're like, that's that's homeboy right there. Yeah. You know, like this to me is Johnny Silverhand. So it, it just speaks to how well of a character he is, how well he's written, um, and I'm really really excited because I don't know how it ends at all. I have no, I have not been spoiled yet, so I have no idea where the story's going from um, where I left off. Uh, combat and controls still feel a little too loose. Uh, at times, I think mostly because the sensitivity options are a little weird, but I'm enjoying it more now because I have a sword, stealth, and hack playstyle as opposed to being like the run and gun dude yeah. that I was trying to be in the, in the last playthrough. Um, using the sword, I think you were pretty big on that when yeah. you played it yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to me, and I don't even like first person melee, and I've said that many times, but it feels more fun yeah. because it's up close, personal, and it's something about the animation kind of feels dope. Hell yeah. Um, even though I feel like it's a little sloppy at times oh, because yeah. you're kind of getting wrecked at the same time while you're you know, slashing away. So you still have to pick your spots. But um, I- I'm enjoying it a lot more than having to rely on guns and, this, and the weird sensitivity with the shooting. Um, so I'm actually kind of rediscovering that this game is, is pretty fucking dope. So I'm going to keep going. I'm going to beat it. Um, Probably just juggling it with other games like Psychonauts and whatever else is coming out next month. But um, I'm kind of back, bro. Yeah, let me, I'm kind of back. Let me ask you, what did you do? What did you pick to open the game up? I always do Street Kid. It just yeah. it feels like everything that this game is doing after the intro feels like a Street Kid story to me and, and not yeah. so much Corpo. So for so. me, I, I've only done Corpo playthrough uh, from beginning to end. I started <clears throat> the Wastelander or the uh, Outsider or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um and I and I and I specifically saved Street Kid for the next gen uh upgrade because I I saw the mm. intro to the to the Street Kid like real real briefly and I'm like yo this shit is dope. So yeah, I was like let fire. me let me get off of it. I didn't want I didn't want to finish seeing that cuz I I I'm saving that for <clears throat> for the next gen comes out. However, I am more interested in the Witcher 3 next generation patch that's supposed to come out than I am for Cyberpunk because I don't know how much better Cyberpunk is going to look. Um, one of the things that I've, that I've come to, to accept about Cyberpunk that even if this game launched without the bugs and it, it launched with better visuals, even though I don't think the visuals mm-hmm. are bad anyway, um, I still think that this game was not going to live up to the hype that it, 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 it should. It wouldn't definitely, it definitely wouldn't have been. And it's funny because, <clears throat> sorry, it's funny because if the game itself were to come out with no bugs, 
it would already mm-hmm. be forgotten today. But the fact that it is shitty and it has shitty management <laughs> and the fact that it's constantly doing head scratching things, it's still in the news today, which is, yeah, which is. is weird. Um, but I, I've relegated my opinion to, to Cyberpunk as a, a poor attempt, but a good attempt, but a poor execution in fall, uh, as a Fallout type RPG. Um, yeah. And ultimately, I am I am excited to go back to it. I might actually play it, uh, you know, probably by the time the year's over or, or beginning of next year when I find some time to do it, even if the next-gen patch is not out because I kind of want to go through that game just one more time. I love my first playthrough. I, I had bug crashes often, but I really was... And it was, it was what happened to you what's happening to you right now happened to me my first playthrough is when i got Mm -hmm. to the johnny silverhand stuff i was in like 100 percent and i don't know how far you got into how you started looking for bandmates yet no yeah so that that later on it it it, it, you you haven't even scratched the surface to be honest with you with johnny Silverhand, okay which is which is super exciting because i fell into the same thing like oh i love johnny and then the shit started happening i'm like holy shit completely blew my mind so i'm excited i'm hyped it's gonna be good for you yeah all right all right, man. Well, that's going to wrap up my loadouts. Uh, we still have one more piece of loadout news. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and turn that over to you. So talk to us about what's going on with our friends Apple and Epic. <laughs> yeah, basically, real short and real quick here. You know, Apple and Epic have been on a, a, a they've been fighting in court. Uh, they mm-hmm. want some uh, permanent injunctions uh, with each other. Epic wants to show that Apple is a monopoly and Apple wants to prove that it's not. And Epic wants wants the ability to not only have to go through Apple to get their, their their cut, but just directly go to them because it's their game. Um, so there was a few lawsuits that were uh, all within this case. And it turns out that technically Epic lost because they lost every lawsuit except one. But the one mm. that they won was the actual kind of the genesis of this entire kind of um, thing, where basically Apple could no longer only charge through Apple. They have to be able to allow other payment methods to, to happen, and that's where Epic comes in. Epic wants it to be baked into the game itself, where it's only in the game, and it would be the opposite, but that's not going to happen. So it's going to be a, a, a browser that you go right to Epic, and you could buy shit for Fortnite right off the Epic website without having to go through Apple. Um, you know, Epic does have to pay Apple $12 million for some infringements there, but, I mean, that's chump change, really, yeah, in the grand is. scheme of things. Yeah, they make that in, like, a day. Yeah. Yeah. So it's more of a it's more of a, a, a it's it's more of a it's not a real punishment. Uh, it's more of a symbolic gesture, I guess, in terms yeah. of like. But uh, I just saw, find it interesting that throughout this whole entire kind of, you know, Apple is a monopoly. Epic is not. It's it was two capitalist fucking <laughs> mammoth monsters yeah. trying to, to to point each other be like you know you're a cow no you're a monopoly no you're it's so stupid but and then trying to rally the fans to yeah like, oh you know defend us fortnite fans like, help us get paid dude. directly what yeah <laughs> i don't if i buy shit it, listen it's quite if i buy shit on fortnite if i ever buy anything you think i gave a fuck as to who the money went to obviously i thought no. it was going to go to epic who created it, but i i, I I'm an adult. I understand these things happen, especially if you buy it on iPhone, that other yeah. people get cuts. Like, nobody cares. And they rally, the, like you said, try to rally the fans behind this shit. Apple's become the thing that they never wanted to be. And Epic is 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 also the thing that nobody thought it was going to be. And, and they're just like two mammoths trying to cut their little corner out in the universe of making infinite money. And they want nobody to fuck with them. Like, 
you know? Dude, yeah. That's why I didn't care at all about this whole story. Like, you know, I, I'm glad it's over because I'm tired of, like, hearing, like, news stories about it. Because at the end of the day, it's like you're saying, like, hey, yo, yeah. y'all are going to be fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you're going to be fine. Yeah. So, like... I don't get what this is about other than just kind of a pissing match. It, and uh, that's why I'm just kind of glad it's over. And it's all bullshit because the, the the court says that Apple cannot, cannot have a singular payment method, has to have multiple. But the thing that Epic has to pay is $12 million because the court says that they are in breach of contract when they implemented an alternate payment system in the Apple store. So it's like the thing that they're good for is the thing they're paying $12 million. It's like a snake eating its own tail. It's like, who cares? You think that Fortnite fans are going to be in the street rejoicing? Yay, we can go on a browser and pay Epic directly. Yeah. Kids are fucked. I you know what, dude? This, this really should have been booty juice. Yeah, to be probably. I think yeah. we gotta, let, let's switch it up and say this was booty juice. This I, was think, booty. I think it kind of is. It was. It was. I think it kind of is. It was short, simple, but man, two yeah. fucking idiots calling, you know, two fucking kettles calling each other black. I guess, but yeah, I it guess is so, what man. it is. All right. Well, I guess that wraps up booty juice then. Uh, <laughs> so why don't we go ahead and, and let's uh, let's get to the main event, guys. Let's get to checkpoint chat, and that of course is. The PlayStation Showcase 2021 review. So, man, there's lots to unpack with this one, dude. Um, lots of really, really exciting stuff. Lots of interesting stuff and a lot of food for thought. Um, so why don't we just high level? Let's let's just get into your, your general thoughts about how you think this, this, this showcase went. What are your takeaways? And then why don't you give us a grade and then we'll kind of uh, break everything down kind of game by game as we go. Yeah. So why don't you start first? So that? for me, I, I think this is a, a, a classic Sony showcase. Uh, proving PlayStation future is bright. Many sequels and, and new IP shown off. I think question remains is when are we going to play a lot of these new IPs and all these new, new games? Um, I, I think the best show, but the, the truth is, I think this is the best showcase of the year. And not only content wise, it has to do with the setup. The end of the conference, going back to back to back with these next generation games after Herman Hulse kind of was like basically like, here we go. This is like the real shit's happening now. And mm-hmm. it, it, they delivered. And it was, it, I, I think it was, uh, it was effective. And impressive because it really got you hyped for PlayStation, and it was super impressive that they were able to nail down certain uh, Marvel new Marvel characters. They were able to really show you a game that you knew existed in a sequel, to God of War, and still get you super hyped for it. Um, I would say because we compared, like you said, this is you said uh, in, a, in, a, in a conversation off air where this is Sony's E3. So I think uh, because we compare other showcases, I think it's fair to compare Sony showcases with Xbox and Nintendo. And um, for me, it was uh, it, it was more exciting and it didn't limit itself to a certain time frame. Uh, we, we, we possibly saw 2024 games being announced here. Xbox did concentrate on games with dates and release windows that were a little closer when you look at their exclusive games. Uh, and they also have major releases with Infinite and, um, and, uh, Horizon coming out. But Sony was, was setting, uh, 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 uh was setting a tone for the future. And the future is important. Especially when you have these new consoles and, and you're trying to sell them, which you're not going to have a problem doing that. But really, not only that, but put people at ease who already own consoles or planning to buy a PlayStation 5 where we got stuff coming for you. It may not be next year. It might not even be the year after that. But uh, we we have that. 
I, I think that this could set up future conferences where we're going to see these things over and over where a slow leak of information after a bombastic announcement is going to take place. But I can't really judge it off of that because that's not that's the future and that may happen, you know, so that's not fair to really I can only talk about what I saw and how I felt while watching it. And I think once the the conference ended, uh, there was really nothing about the conference where I can say it was bad. In fact, those last 20 minutes were fucking incredible. You know, mm-hmm. um, I think the middle of the conference had, you know, some weird announcements and some games that weren't very interesting. Uh, but ultimately, they they avoided the trap that Xbox always falls into where Xbox shows a lot. Xbox has a lot of things that they have to cover with Game Pass. You know, they have to keep Game Pass fresh. They have to talk a lot about Game Pass games, no matter how small they are or how big they are. They have to talk about them. And then they also have to talk about the first party. PlayStation didn't do any of that. There was one indie game, I think, in the whole uh, press conference. Um, I'm not yeah, mistaken. I think so. Yeah. So they were showing their big hitters and uh, you know stuff that they have coming. I, I, I think one of the complaints that I saw online is that these were all CG trailers for the most part, and I think that's a fair criticism, sure. But also when you look at the the what Sony was doing, it, it's not just talking about games that are coming out next year, but games that are that are coming down the pike. It, it really doesn't matter. It's a showcase, a proof of concept of certain games. And and one thing that Marco also said, and I totally agree with, a lot of the companies that did that, a lot of development, development teams that did that, they have a proven track record. And they have the right, and I think they've got the... 100%. To do 100%. this, because everything they showed has been absolutely... Fi- has turned out to be fire. So there's really no way to, to be upset about just the CGI stuff. And I, I never upset me. I, I never understood the Xbox always those CGs. And like, I don't really give a shit about that because whatever they show with gameplay is a vertical slice. It's so curated specifically that it doesn't really, it doesn't really matter. They're gonna, they're going to control the narrative any way they want. I've seen games that have gameplay that show immediately, that show incredibly well. And when the game comes out, it's a fucking mess. You know what I mean? Cyberpunk. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it's more of like I think it's more of like a redfall, like a complete misrepresentation yeah. of what the game actually is. When well, it's like that, different. then it's yeah. a problem. And, yeah. and, and and the thing with Redfall is that it it's not a game that's coming out in a few years. It's a game that's technically coming out summer next year. And next year, yeah. the fact that they release a trailer after Spen- Phil Spencer talked about the game and then the trailer had nothing to do with what Phil Spencer described <laughs> it was a game is concerning. And there was none of those missteps here. Um, for right. sure. Uh, and right. so I think everything they showed was, for the most part, exciting. Um, a little concern about them kind of shooting other bullets, like unloading their clip maybe a little okay. too early. Uh, but I, I mean, this it's it's hard for me to, to, to give this a bad grade. I I, I give this a a minus uh, in terms of a conference. I'm on record saying it's the best conference of the year, uh, for sure. Okay. Yeah, but you know, I I I, I I've seen this play before. And, and I've seen what happens in the future when they show Final Fantasy VII Remake 700 times. Uh, they talk about Spider-Man five other times. They talk about puddles, puddles and all. You know, mm-hmm. it, it goes down to the minutiae <laughs> shit. So we're going to definitely see a lot of that. But right now, as it is today, 2021, their, their, uh, their showcase was fucking phenomenal. I loved it. All right. So um, for me, I'm, I'm going to get – I'm, I'm kind of pretty much on board with you. Um, I'm going to get a little spicier. Um, there's such a thing as good conferences or presentations and then there's such a thing as the ones that make your competitors gulp and I think 
I think this is one that, you know, not to get into like the console war shit, but I do think this is one that Microsoft is probably going, damn, because it's hard to deny this was a pretty banging ass presentation. I mean, it was it was packed with a lot of good stuff. No, not all of it was exclusive. Yes, some of it is timed exclusives. But still in all, this is the type of conference that instills so much trust in current PlayStation fans and even kind of wows and dazzles and delights the you know the middling fans the fans of games more so than consoles it's hard to you know for all of sony's faults and they have many it's hard to look away from a, a presentation like that and, and go i wouldn't be surprised if some people are screaming in some seats um the following day because you know and, and I'm, I'm not saying this is an indictment to xbox xbox it, it, that's my home base i know it's kind of yours too it, they're doing fine it's just Sony is is in in large part thanks to their developers, which we'll get into as we go down the list of games here. They're just kind of operating in this well-oiled machine type of fashion, not without hiccups. Of course, they've had some problems, but for the most part, everything just kind of seems to be settling into place nicely. When something is announced, something is shown, and usually no longer than a year later, you're, you're, you're seeing it again in some form or fashion. And I think that's really what builds a lot of confidence when people watch Sony's events because there's, there's a trust of, I know I'm going to see this again in a reasonable time frame. It's not, you know, again, not to compare, you know, Xbox to PlayStation too much, but it's not like uh, Fable getting announced over a year ago and going, where is that now? Perfect Dark, Avowed, Everwild, Outer Worlds 2. Senua Saga Hellblade 2, you know, Crossfire X up until, you know, a couple weeks ago yeah. was a two-year wait. Indiana Jones, like, we don't know when we're going to see that stuff again. And with Sony, they have established a really good rhythm where when they announce something, sure, maybe the release date might not be what they commit to, but you mm. will see it. You will see it at some point in a reasonable time I, frame. I, I, see, I disagree with you because I, I think that... Xbox gulped in a way where like, damn, that was a good presentation, but I don't think they're scared in terms of like what's the offer, what they have to offer and what Sony has to offer. I mean, this year alone, they have Forza Horizon 5 and Halo Infinite. Next year, they have Starfield, Redfield, Stalker 2. Sure, those games are Redfield, big question mark, Stalker 2, you know, so question mark, but they still have Fable, Gear 6, Perfect Dark, Elder Scrolls 6, Avowed, Indiana Jones. They still have these games down that are coming down the pike that they've already announced, but they're very similar to what Xbox, to what uh, uh, Sony did uh, last year, where they they showed these games off. Oh, well, at least Fable and Perfect Dark and Elder Scrolls Six was uh, and Avowed as well was shown. And Elder Scrolls Six uh, before that, these games are coming. So th that's not that that's not a if and or it's not an if they're coming. They are coming. These games are being made and they're currently being uh, developed. Um, I, I just think that Sony did a good job because it's a known entity. And I will give you that. Fable is being made by a team that's never made a Fable game. That's a question mark. Gear 6 is probably going to be great. Uh, Perfect Dark, we, that's a brand new team. We have no idea what they have. Well, we don't know well, their pedigree. Yeah. That, that's, that's where I was going. Is like There's okay, a lot yeah. more unknowns. It, it, sure. Yes. 100%. Catalog versus catalog. It's it's pretty damn solid both yeah. ways You know th that you look. It's just that... Uh, you know, again, there's 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 a known commodity factor with Sony's yeah, catalog that, and true. Sony's studios. Whereas, like you just said, Fable is a different studio. Perfect Dark is a brand new studio. We haven't seen Perfect Dark. What is what, what is it going to be? What's going on with the Valve? We've heard rumors that's troubled. Everwild is troubled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Outer Worlds 2, really weirdly early. Senua's Saga went AWOL. Like, it, it's just, it's not that those games are, are not going to come out or that they're not even going to be great. They could be. But if you're going to show those games when you did and then leave people in this in this weird no man's land guessing game, especially when the, those games' respective futures aren't as certain as perhaps an Insomniac game or even a Naughty Dog game is. Like, you know, and, and you know, there were omissions from this, right? We can talk about that yeah. now, I guess. Like, we didn't see, like, factions from uh, from Naughty Dog or anything Last of Us related at Final all. Final Fantasy. But... Or Final Fantasy, but but that that doesn't mean that there's something wrong. It just means that they're kind of you know cooking with with whatever it is, and there's a trust. Like okay, that's Naughty Dog. When have they ever like really fucked up? But, I, but I, you know what I mean. Versus versus a new studio, which we don't know what yeah, kind of I, output they're gonna have. So it's a mystery. That's I still think if we don't see Fable, Gears, or Perfect Dark, Elder Scrolls Six down the line, I don't think that automatically means that they're in trouble. But um, I, I I I do think that Sony has done this before where they announced something super early and i mean they announced final fantasy remake five years before it came out you know well, so yeah i mean that's that's part a square thing though i mean it's yeah, not but, necessarily but a first party studio when you look at insomniac 2023 is the date that we gave spider-man and they said mm-hmm. they've already said that wolverine is in super early development and it's coming right. out after so that's a potential yeah. 2024 game and then there's something to be said about this. Not that I fall into this camp because I think a new IP is necessary when it needs a new IP. But there's something to be said. A lot of what Sony's offered up are sequels. You know, are a lot of sequels to games that are within a, a, a very, uh, a very uh, well-received uh, pedigree with uh, with Spider-Man and, and, and games like that. So I, I do feel like I don't think that that's a bad thing at all. But I, I do feel that there's a certain aspect of Sony where they almost have become slightly risk averse, uh, where mm-hmm. they're not really having these inc- like incredible new IPs that they don't really have a, a shooter uh, IP. They killed that with Killzone, you know? So they, they, they're taking these steps that are very seemingly safe and that's mm-hmm. going to work for them because as yes, long as, as long as these studios are able to, um, are able to, to, to kind of develop games at at the quality that in which they've been doing for such a long time, it'll work for them. But there is something to be said about the fact that Xbox is in a way, and it's not them against them. It's just in terms of like the conference itself, where right, yeah, the, Xbox is taking certain chances with bringing back Fable and bringing back Perfect Dark with studios that we've we are not sure if they can handle that uh, that that kind of IP. But ultimately, for me, I I feel that Sony has uh, showed a a, a a a a few games that are going up uh, a lot of games that are going to be great games but yeah i am i am interested to see because when you look at it it's you know it's a handful of games uh i'm interested to see what sony does with new ip how they handle still how they handle game pass because that's I, I that's a still a big thing that well sony has yeah to, i mean yeah. yeah that kind of ecosystem and what they're going to do service versus service is a different thing but yeah, yeah. I, I, that they're definitely going to have to figure that out for sure yeah. Um, but you know, catalog versus catalog. I think you know it. It's looking pretty good on both sides, to be honest. Yeah, and also I also think it's a tasting because there's people who don't sure. like gears. You know, sure. Uh, but yeah, we'll yeah, it's yeah. it's a very different vibe. I mean, you know, Sony's kind of got the you know half joking reputation of being the over the shoulder story driven action game, which is hub, fine, which is fine, and and that and that is their bag, and that's okay. Um, whereas you know, 
Xbox, to your point, is 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 willing to take more risks and try new shit out. I think almost to a fault sometimes. Oh and they, yeah, and they kind of oh, yeah. they'll show things off before they even really know what a game's going to be. I think Everwild is probably the, the best example of of it's of that scale in, bound. in that regards. Yeah, scale bound, and and even games like Avowed, where it's like, you know, what are we supposed to feel about this game? You know, all this time later. Are we still supposed to be just as excited? Like, what what do you want us to feel yeah. by just t- I, showing us and then and then and then you know kind of putting it back under wraps again? So I it, do, it's it's interesting. I do think that Xbox last year did what Sony did this year, where they talked about Fable, they talked about Perfect Dark, they talked about about yeah. uh, they teased Indiana Jones, and they talked about other stuff too. That's not in, in any way, shape, or form even close. They even talked about Starfield uh, about last year. So yeah um I, I still I think it's very similar to what they did it's just um these are known quantities with Sony uh mm. and these are not with 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 uh Xbox so that's kind of like where, where we're at with like oh shit like is this going to be like who's gonna come out on top we don't know but in terms of you know what they're showing I think that Sony knows what moves their consoles and what pe- players want from them. And so they're not really going to take any risk. And I think that that's also smart in, in many ways. I mean, you know, when you're leading the, the, the pact in terms of like, uh, you know, Sony's leading all video games in terms of sales and all that bullshit, it's hard yeah. for, it's hard for you to kind of try to something new when the shit that you're doing now is working really well. So, yeah. yeah. All right, cool, man. So why don't we go ahead wait, and I, let's, uh, I don't think you oh, gave wait, your wait. grade. Oh, I didn't. That's right. I always forget something on these yeah. pods, man. Uh, I got the same as yours. It's an A minus for me yeah. too. Um, it, an A plus would be like the showcase of dreams of, of you know like every possible fantastical thing I could dream of you know coming true that yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. It, which doesn't happen. So this is this for me is 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 pretty high up there uh, grade yeah. wise. Um, just considering that that you know. Uh, that factor. So yeah. um, now let's go ahead and, and let's break down all the things that were shown, revealed, uh, and presented to us in this here event. Oh my god, dude! When this, <laughs> so let's let's before we jump in uh, to that, this um, this we, we joked about it at the top of the show. The, the hipster chess live action thing. Um, I, I see what they were trying to do. Man, like, that oh, shit could have been out here. We're out here playing chess. They're playing checkers. Like, I get it. Cool. All right. It was a very nicely produced, very expensive looking piece of shit thing that, could that have made been, no difference to that me That could at all. have been produced <laughs> in 2005, 2006, 2008, 2005. Uh, it was, when I saw that shit, I'm like, oh, this is why horse are you shit. Doing this? this is horse it, shit. It's one of those times where it's like, you know, it's only a 40 minute event and you're like, this is this has been three minutes. It's been three minutes of this so far. There's only thirty seven minutes, you know. And I'm I'm doing like the subtraction. I'm like, oh, this is this is this is awesome. Perfect. Very very. Thanks bad. so much. I really wanted to see what you guys thought about real time real life chess. Great. God, um, I'm so bad. But then, but then. Oh my God, bro! I I I don't have those YouTuber reactions very often where I like lose my mind. <laughs> But this time around, fam, I don't remember what I texted. I think I just texted you a lot of consonants. Yep, a whole bunch of them. <laughs> um, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic remake is announced out of the gate. And Pablo, I ran. I just, I started running. I literally just ran. I ran so far away I uh, from, from my laptop. I genuinely did. I didn't come back until I was about halfway through the Project Eve trailer that we'll talk about after this. <laughs> 
I don't I don't remember ever having heart palpitations that heavy in my life, man. I, I lost it. Um, we, will talk, we will talk more about that later on in the show. Um, so I'll save some of my, my, my deepest feelings about KOTOR for later. But my God, what an awesome way to start the show. And, and one of those moments where a dream comes true for me. Um, it's announced console launch exclusive PS5. It is timed exclusive. It is for now at least published by uh, Sony Interactive Entertainment, which is interesting. Um, I, I still have a slight hunch that they're going to try to Final Fantasy VII remake this thing, where it's not officially officially exclusive, but they're going to just kind of try to keep it um, because of the publishing situation. I think, which isn't a hard thing to get a, you know work around, I guess, but. I, that is a telling sign that they probably want to try to keep this home. Um, and I, I, I will say that I'm a little concerned about the developer. Um, I would have loved for this to have been a Bioware thing, obviously. Even if Bioware isn't who they used to be. It, it would have felt more comfortable to me to know that, okay, at least it's it's the home team doing it. Um, so I, I am a little concerned about that because I don't know much about what they're going to do to shake things up. I mean, it, you know, it sounds like they're going to try to stay relatively faithful, maybe update some of the dialogue to, to kind of compensate for some of the, you know, this, the, the challenges of that era when it was like the one of the first games that was doing like a real like Paragon Renegade sort of thing yeah, or, yeah. you know, obviously Dark Side, Light Side. But um, other than that, dude, I, have- I, I am excited. I've always liked Kotor. I'm not as big a fan of Kotor uh, as as I as you are with with mm. this one. I think I played Kotor two first before I played one. Um, but you know, I, I was super excited myself because I I would love to play this game again. Um, but I, I I would say with the publisher stuff uh, lately, it's been weird because uh, with with MLB the Show, uh, Sony still uh, published uh, the game for PlayStation, but the mm. MLB uh, gaming thing that they made published it for Xbox. So I think the publisher stuff is not really a a, a it's not a, what it was before. I don't think uh, I don't think that Sony put money their own money into it uh doesn't seem like it um however i am very 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 concerned by the developer and it's not you know i i, I will say it just looking at their games i don't think they've ever made an actual game that's not yeah i don't think looking through here they never made an actual game um it's all ports <laughs> uh but they've ported That's a lot of promising. stuff they've ported everything from fahrenheit uh the oh, damn, yeah. yeah to uh to rage to uh to kotor 2 for mac os all the way down to sid meyer games uh, most recently uh republic commando nintendo switch um so they yeah. they've dabbled in a lot of Star Wars stuff. They did all the Switch stuff for Episode One Racer, Jedi Academy, and Republic Commando. But this is different. This is different. This is this, this is, is a remake. This is different. Yeah. They, so they're gonna have to be careful because they're gonna piss people off if they step Marco, even a tiny bit out of bounds. Marco, they said, and the verbiage is a little concerning. They said, and this is what they said. Um, they. Remake. It's a remake from the ground up, but also they are staying. Tr- we are staying true to the story of the game, but also we would like. It is important for us for the game to look and feel like the original. Mm-hmm. So my question is this: Is it still turn based? I think it's gonna have to be. 
I think this game uh, whether I, whether whether it should is a different is a different question. Yeah, that, that's right. I don't think it should because I I I don't I don't think about Kotor and think, man, those mechanics are really good. They were just kind of decent. Um, I liked them. I, yeah, I personally were, I loved it, but. But yeah. I mean, if it was a open, if it was more of an action-based uh, game, it doesn't have to be a uh, uh, turn-based. It could be a lot like uh, Final Fantasy fifteen in that way. Um, yeah, I, I have to be honest though. If it wasn't, if it was a straight-up Star Wars action game, dime a dozen, I probably would have never played this game. But I don't think it should be that either. Ever. I think, I, yeah, but I agree. I don't think it should be that. I think it should evoke turn-based something, but yeah. also be feel new and refreshed it is a remake it sure. is not a remastered uh so my question is to you since you're the kind of the kotor guy here do you want to see a because my my the vibe i'm getting because there, there are two minds about of this in terms of how this remake can go can demon souls which is from the ground up or shadow of the colossus which is from the ground up using the bones of shadow of the colossus where that game looks absolutely amazing the, the the remake but it doesn't look that like it doesn't it it, it looks are, like are, the, well are we just talking visually or we yeah talking, yeah first first oh. just, just visually like what where do you think it's gonna stand in that it, way i think it's gonna probably end up being somewhere in the middle to be honest i i think that there's you can only go up from from where it is on the original xbox so it, it's not going to be hard to look impressive but you don't want a, a booty ass Star Wars game out there, like and and the, and the IP has already been through hell because of EA. So I, I want to see some some love get shown, even if they got to outsource some people to help make it pretty. Like you have to understand, especially if Sony is 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 backing this in some capacity, they're not they're not snatching this IP away from from Xbox for nothing. They want this to be a banger. Okay, so it, it's got to deliver, and so I, I do think that visually they, they are going to need to make this look somewhat next gen. Here's the problem with that. Is a problem with that. I think that this is such a fucking great IP. Like the name is so like people want this so bad. Like you go, you see yeah. reactions online. Ugh. People want this, and I and I would be a little bit. I wouldn't be so shocked if this comes out and it is a remake, but it isn't the best looking game and it has a lot of the same stuff going on that the original Kotor have which is great just because of the name itself I I, I want it I want I, I'm very concerned by the developer um, but ultimately I'm very excited for this I, I just want it to be I want it to be built from the ground up I want it to look as next gen as possible because oh, this course. is very early on yeah. uh, in development so I mean they can't release no fucking shitty looking game in two or three Listen, years from now take your time take your time i'm just yeah. glad i know it's real i don't need to play it next year take your time give it the full treatment that it needs and get it right because if you don't fans yeah. are coming for that neck no They're release for you no release date no time frame for the game so no no yeah all right so moving on got project eve so when i when i came back from my cardio uh workout um <laughs> I, at first glance, I, I thought this was Bayonetta. Um, I thought this is either that or it's a Platinum Games exclusive or something weird like that because it looks it looks like a Platinum I Games thought, game. I, I thought it was near. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, yeah. I, well, I, I saw her hair kind of flopping around and yeah. like you know expanding and stuff. I'm like, that's that's Homegirl. Um, but I guess not. Project Eve is what it is. Um, again, 
Platinum, Bayonetta vibe, um, but obviously it's more of a serious thing. It's almost, it seems like it's in that same bracket as like a Scarlet Nexus and yeah. those, those the, just that, that kind of realm of, of game. Um, looks pretty good, uh, yeah. I'd say visually. It's, it's, it's a weird like half anime looking, but half like trying to be like Uncanny Valley at the same time. So it's a little weird in some, in some yeah. spots. Yeah. Um, it looks like it's going to be a pretty, Bad story, yep. campy, um, sexualized, lots of camera you angles know what's funny? and stuff. When I saw this, <laughs> her name is Eve. Yes. And they made a point to call the enemies parasites. They really <sighs> specifically stopped on that parasite, and then they called her at Eve. I'm like, is this a parasite Eve kind of re- make reimagine? Oh, and it's, really? You thought? Yeah. <laughs> so that's where my mind went. I'm like, oh, is man. this parasite Eve? I'm like, because they passed out if that happened. Because they did a Kotor, re- uh, you know, uh, remake, and Parasite Eve I think is super underrated, and it Ugh. doesn't get the love that it deserves at and all. Nobody talks about Parasite Eve. Maybe just Marco, uh, but like, <laughs> and then I'm like, okay. Maybe we're in the remake portion of the show, and this is a new take on Parasite Eve. And it's not that. I looked it up. They didn't talk. I looked it up. I was like, is this? No, nothing to do with anything. They just decided to call her Eve, and the my guys are Parasites. Like, what a fucking oversight. But, by the way, yeah. someone make remake Parasite Eve. Cause Come on. Well, low-hanging fruit, y'all. Like, what's yeah. old is new. Just make what's it happen. Yeah. But, yeah, anyways, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm interested in this game. I mean, the, you know, the action did look kind of cool. Um, you know, the Wait. combat looked pretty interesting. And, so. this was, and this game was apparently actually um, revealed in 2019 somewhere quietly. That's, yeah, that's yeah. that's strange. I mean, I I think I was just more more weirded out by the fact that it was the second thing they showed. Like usually the first two or three games they kind of kind of bangers, and then they always say the best for last. I last, this was a little weird. Like I don't know if they thought they had something here. But no. it, it didn't do that for me. It was like four minutes too. I'm like, this is a I lot. think I think they thought um that Kotor was gonna be such a big reveal. And wanna give people time to kind this of This was the this was the cooldown. This is the cooldown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, you you can't follow Kotor with Project Eve and expect people to to, to be paying yeah. attention. Like I'm not they, even <laughs> I'm yeah, not even no. a huge KOTOR fan. Uh, I, I mean, I'm a fan, but not the biggest. And I, I couldn't concentrate. I was, like, looking shit up about uh, the, the remake, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, things that usually come out on Twitter. And then, you know, that's probably why I thought it was a Parasite Eve game. Because I was half in, half paying attention <laughs> yeah, to this motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. What they should have followed up with was Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Man, who gives um, a fuck? Next. Y- yeah, yeah. The game that's uh, named after a... a, a so it sounds like it's named after a stripper's nether region. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I, I don't know why they still think I care about this. I mean, obviously, they don't care about me. But, you know, like, I, I don't get why they think this is a big deal to yeah. to put anywhere. Like, uh, just, just, just fuck Borderlands. Fuck all of Borderlands. And... And and the and, Randy and, their, and their guy, yeah, <laughs> yeah, fuck that guy too. Yeah, so we, we don't have anything to say here at the Cool Down Time podcast about our girl Tina. Um, didn't like well, her. Just so you guys know, if if you want any future coverage on the game when it comes out, you're not gonna get it here. And if you like this game, maybe fuck you too. I don't know. I'm still thinking about it. Yeah, come yeah. back. We'll let you know. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Um, speaking of um, 
Speaking of nothing, I have no segue for that. Uh, Speaking smoking. of uh, stripper names, <laughs> stripper yeah. clubs. Coming to the stage. <laughs> Coming to the stage. Forspoken. <laughs> Excuse me? Um, Jeez. All right. Get your, dollars, get, your, get your dollars out for this new trailer. Um, so, story trailer, uh, Forspoken. Um, I got to keep it real. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't like it. Yeah. I didn't like it. Um, now, here's the thing. I think the gameplay looks really cool. I think that the open world is very beautiful and lush, um, if you will. I just think this is some weird amalgamation of, like, what if Horizon Zero Dawn yeah. was a Marvel game? You know, with the same kind of, like, the quirks and, and the quips and, you know, the the hipster kind of thing going on. It's really baffling to me because the dialogue was horrible. Yeah, and and what makes it so baffling is that Amy Hennig is the is the lead writer, and Gary Whitta is writing as well. And those two, you would think like there's nothing to worry about. Yeah, but I I don't know what they're striving for here about like the you know the the chick that's like oh my god I literally just shot somebody <laughs> with some ice or like whatever she said. And that stuff envisioning myself hearing that kind of shit throughout a 10 15 20 hour game just makes me cringe inside so i i have to be honest i'm not really feeling it right now um i i hope that it at some point in that game it, it tries to be a little bit more i don't know serious or grounded but it just seems like the the hipster that's got powers running around and doing stuff like i there was nothing really for me to get excited about about this at, at all, other than just how the combat looked. But that's all I got, man. What do you what are you feeling about this one? So I I have to be honest. Um, I I was a little bit interested. I, I this this trailer got me. Uh, because of the gameplay is so it was so beautiful. Uh, oh, well, the, the visuals were so beautiful and the gameplay looked really dope. Uh, it's the team behind Final Fantasy set. Uh, Final Fantasy fifteen. Um, and so you could tell. That they had this engine and they had to do some shit with it, and this mm. is what they decided to do. I, I think the talent behind the game is really the thing that's keeping me hopeful. Um, Amy Hennig and Gary Whitta. I mean, I don't know if you can say that Uncharted quips were very are very good consistently, and, and you know, Amy Hennig sure. is behind a lot of you know the success of that game, so maybe that's just how she writes. Um, and, and Gary Whitta, you know, I, I like Gary Whitta as a personality. I I, I think Rogue One is nice. I, um, I think that the the what's that movie he did with Denzel Washington that he wrote? Uh, I don't know. Eli or something. Oh, Book of Eli. Book of Eli. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I think that movie horseshit. So I'm not specifically uh, convinced that Gary Wood is a great writer anyway. But but then you got people like uh, Bear McCreary, who's the composer who actually did everything for uh for god of war and ragnarok and uh i think uh um, yeah call of duty and i think he's I think he also did a, music they also got a bioshock guy um oh yeah gary shaman or something like that yeah yeah he did he also did the music uh yeah for for the game and he's yeah like you said he's done music for bioshock uh most recently uh yeah most recently infinite he did all the bioshock games uh, Guild Wars 2, Middle Earth, Shadow of War. So, I mean, they got they got talent behind the game. I wonder if the the trailer itself was more or less them showing showing kind of like the 
the girl and the person, the character in a in a familiar world, but she's not supposed to be there. So I don't know if they tried to express that a little bit more. I remember when God of War first was shown how Atreus wouldn't shut the fuck up in the trailers because they wanted to show the connection between you know uh, Kratos and him. Said he wasn't that bad. He wasn't that that, that annoying in the game itself. But mm-hmm. I wonder if, if this is just kind of like a lot of the, the 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 opening parts of the game, and then eventually the game will will get a little more serious, and and she will get a little bit yeah. more. Um, but I I'm. I, this the gameplay is very impressive, and that's kind of where I'm at with it. Yeah, yeah. So. I mean, you know, if it's if it's gonna be talking bracelets, <laughs> I'm yeah, gonna have was, a hard time. I'm gonna weird. struggle. I ain't gonna lie. That's weird. Um, but let's go ahead and move on. Uh, Rainbow Six Extraction new trailer, um, still confirmed for next year. It's, it's uh, set for January. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, don't really think I'm in a position now where I need to see much else from this game. It's just gonna be a matter of I'll play it when it comes out. Uh, so this trailer for me, I don't really have too much to say about it, dude. It just didn't really move the needle either way. Um, I'm still interested in playing it. Um, I've come around to it after we had our resurgence yeah. of, of Siege, of course. Um, but uh, yeah, really not too much yeah. else to say about this. It's, it's just kind of there and it's like, okay, cool. It's, it's still, it's still Rainbow Sixin. Got yeah. nothing, got nothing on it. Got nothing to say. Cool. Yeah. Um, we do got a lot to say about this one though. Yeah. Um, our boy Alan. Uh, last name Wake is uh, is is back and remastered. Um, coming out this October, October fifth to be exact, is uh, Alan Wake remastered. Um, huge, huge game for you. I know as, yeah. as a big Alan Wake fan, um, I, I'm more of a of a liker of Alan Wake yeah, than a yeah, lover. Yeah. Uh, so I, I kind of want to actually give you the floor first before I jump in, and, and, and I want to start with your thoughts on how you're feeling about this and what you're feeling about the series based on some stuff we've been hearing. Yeah, so based on the fact that uh, apparently very recently Alan Wake 2 has gone into production, I am less, I'm not going to say I'm disappointed because I want this game very badly, uh, but I would want a remake, you know, I, I think a remake of the game from the ground up would work, but I, the fact that they're doing this and, and, Alan, and Alan Wake 2 is in, in, in uh, development now, I'm okay. I, I think the remake, it's not a remake from the ground up, It's it's but it's there. there's enough there for me visually to warrant another playthrough. I think it does look like a top-notch remaster, like Re- Replicant, like Near Replicant, which is another game that I've been playing off and on here, um, where it doesn't try to reinvent itself in any way um but visually there's enough there in, in terms of upgrades that it looks better it looks more like a a game that existed a couple of years ago rather than 10 15 years ago you know um I, I don't think particular i don't think that there's anything that this game i don't think there's a lot that can be done through the remastered portion of it that that's going to make this game stand out as a graphical powerhouse or even as a game that should or or exist in 2021 but I think they did enough, uh, and I and I, I am playing um, also Alan Wake American Nightmare because I don't want to touch the original game. Uh, I'm playing the DLC story content, and that game is rough as fuck, man. It is it is rough as all fuck because a lot of the game takes place in, in, in the dark. It's The darkness is, is a very big part of the game itself. Uh, so, you know, from what I saw from the remake uh, and in the trailer and also some stuff that I saw afterwards and, and people talked about it, that's one of the main focuses is making the game look like a game that exists now-ish rather than a game that existed on the Xbox 360. So mm. I'm super excited for the Alan Wake remastered. I love Alan Wake. Um, I think the back end of the game falls apart a little bit, but I'm super excited to play this, uh, especially in the lead up to possibly Alan uh, Wake 2. And with that said, I, I, I've i downloaded um, Quantum 
uh, what's that game called? Uh, Quantum Break. Quantum or Break. Control. No, Quantum Break and Control. Oh, oh okay. And, and yeah, I've downloaded those two on. games. I'm getting my Remedy okay. on. I love Remedy. I love the, the 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 whole thing. I think when it comes to Remedy, one of the things that people talk about it's the vibe of their games, and I think Alan Wake has that in spades. Mm-hmm. And I can forego a graphical like super upgrade if I'm back in in in, in Night City. Uh, Night- <laughs> <laughs> Here in Night City, we have authors that write for us. <laughs> But I said uh, I took the night t- portion of it. But if I'm back in that <laughs> world and I'm able to play that game again, I am all there for it, man. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, I mean, I, I think for me, um, I, I'm excited. I mean, I, I'm more excited to see what they do in terms of quality of life with gameplay because I think that's where the game was going to have the toughest time, not so much visually because remasters are what they are. Some look great, some look better than great. Where this ends up falling to me is kind of neither here nor there. It's it's really going to be about playability, uh, because I did go back to Alan Wake. Um, I don't. It was probably about maybe seven eight months ago or something. Probably beginning of the year, and it wasn't the best to come yeah. back to. Um, felt a little too loose, and it, you know, it just had that 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 three sixty kind of era of of jank and clumsiness to it. So I do think that they need to really figure out how to get that up to speed, especially if they're going to be committing to Alan Wake again uh, and trying to bring this back to the forefront. I mean, obviously they're making Alan Wake a, a big story part of, of, of the Control universe. Um, hopefully we'll see more of that uh, franchise to kind of keep the tie-ins all coming together. Um, but I think that's going to be the key. Like, this is, this is a really important game, actually. It's not just about kind of throwing together a remaster and putting it out. Um, by the end of the year, I, you're really trying to expose an audience to Alan Wake that maybe doesn't know what Alan Wake is about uh, and only has heard things about it. So you can't come out of the gate with a remaster that just looks a little bit nicer right. when you're trying to get a new audience to really buy into this IP so that they will support a sequel or will care about the tie-ins with Control um, should they continue to work along um, with that for, with that series too. Um, and I think to that point, before we move on, I'd, I'd say that it's also important because Remedy has has historically had a hard time um, with one-offs in their catalog. Quantum Break is kind of what it is. It, it's yeah. not coming back. Um, Alan Wake kind of came and went. It was a, the game, then the DLC. Control, I mean, for all intents and purposes, I would hope we're going to see more of that. But there's no way to know for sure because it's Remedy. Yeah. Um, so I think that they really have to get this right in order to stop having to reinvent the wheel every time. Also, so. also, uh, this is kind of a, a momentous moment for the game because it's never come out on PlayStation. Nope. And so this is the first time that if anybody's like been a hardcore PlayStation fan and never had an Xbox, this is the first time they'll be able to play it. That's a good point. Um, I will say this, and, and this is kind of from Sam Lake, uh, creative director of Remedy Entertainment, and I'll read an excerpt here of what he said about the game. Alan Wake Remastered is the original experience you fell in love with all those years ago. We did not want to change that, but the visuals all around, including the character model of Alan Wake himself and the cinematics, have been updated and improved with some choice next generation upgrades. That's all he he talked about in terms of of the upgrades themselves. I don't know what that means. I I, I think quality of life stuff, you can look at it next choice, next generation upgrades. Visually, the game's going to look better, but, you know, that doesn't need to look, it doesn't need to look like 2021 graphics for you to say it looks better. Um, So, we'll, we'll We'll see where this lands. Um, 
Apparently, you know, Alan Wake, a couple of months ago, there was a rumor, last year there was a rumor that Alan Wake 2 was already greenlit, but it was actually this game that they were working on. Um, so, Alan Wake 2 uh, is, um, is you know, have just recently, within the week, I think, has been uh, starting uh, actual development. So, it's good to hear. That's good to hear. Um, we'll see. We'll hopefully, see what like happens. I said, hopefully, it's, it's more than just a visual upgrade, and they and they add some little little quality of life, like kind of like Mass Effect from Legendary Edition. Just they tweak should, some stuff, make yeah. things a little bit tighter, more refined. But you can still keep what's there. There, it's not reinventing the wheel. It's just you know, yeah, it's just up up to speed. They showed a be. lot of like gameplay of it, so it's like if you're gonna do that, you, yeah. you're you're gonna tell us, hey, it just doesn't feel like a, a 360 game. I hope, but yeah, yeah, we'll see. Um, speaking of, of remasters, uh, but this time one that I don't give a shit about, uh, we've got Grand Theft Auto V getting a new uh, PS5 trailer, um, coming out in March, so delayed a little bit, um, don't care, really, okay. I mean, and I love GTA V, I, I, you just cannot get me excited about a game I've seen on PS3 and PS4 and now PS5, you can't. I'm not um, playing this again. And, and on top of that, like there's been some comparison footage of what's shown in the in this trailer versus what um, the PS4 uh, Xbox One versions look like. Not not really that different. Um, yeah. So it, it it doesn't seem like it's much more than just a cash grab to keep GTA Online kind a of alive and well. A testament to Grand Theft Auto period when it first came out because that game looks so good. I mean, of course, yeah, yeah. it was it so, was awesome, and, and and I'm sure that it's gonna have its its moments of looking nice because you know it's just built out so so detailed. Uh, that's what Rockstar does best, but that's what they I do best. Yeah, yeah but, I don't give a know, fuck. Don't care. Um, all right, I've been kind of waiting to get to this one. Ghostwire Tokyo. Oh man, I um I am so torn about this game because technically. It looks pretty interesting. It looks cool. But I still, and even with the PlayStation blog that came out, I don't know if you got a chance to read it to get more context about the game's premise. I did. I did. I still don't know what I'm supposed to grasp from this game. It feels like Deathloop when Deathloop I, first was a. Yeah. I was just going to. Yeah. So it's we're the on same the same thing. page. It, yeah. This is what's really annoying to me. About what what Bethesda is doing because it, PlayStation, Xbox, whatever. That's not even a factor at this point. Bethesda's in a really weird space where they are apparently greenlighting games that might have a really cool concept that they don't know how to explain. Yeah, it, we'll get into Deathloop Definitely. in a little while, and and I'll be able to kind of lock that point in even better. But reading this PlayStation blog about uh, Ghostwire, it, it it's almost like they're expecting me to go. Oh, that sounds awesome! That's what I've always wanted to see. Like, I, I highlighted something I was going to read here, uh, just a, a small excerpt when they talk about like kind of what you're going to experience in the game, and they have some bullets, and, and and here's what they say: agile spirits in the form of headless high school students that attack in groups using speed and acrobatics to catch you off guard. Dolls based on traditional Teru Teru Bozu weather charms that fly through the air as if hoisted on invisible strings and shoot fire from a distance. 
faceless ghosts that foam that, that that roam rainy environments in funeral attire that can deflect attacks with their umbrella as they approach to strike at close range. <laughs> what the fuck is this game, dude? What am I? What am I supposed to glean from that and go? Wow, high I don't know there students, were students attacking in groups. <laughs> like I, 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 I that, just that bitch got an umbrella. <laughs> yeah, they just left the funeral. Um. <laughs> I don't know what they're expecting me to feel when I read that stuff. And so it's making me very concerned that this game is going to be one of those obscure, uh, you know, spiritual, otherworldly, kind of like almost like a with a hint of fear. Remember the game Fear? Yeah, I love uh, Fear, though. A lot of that going on with some of the scenes you saw in the trailer, like the chairs stacking up weird and like, you know, like the jump cuts of, of stuff happening. I mean, if, if this game is anything like Fear... I- Take me home. I'm ready. I love fear. But I, fe- I fear buying this game and not knowing what the fuck I just played. That's what I fear. <laughs> but I, yeah, I think it's weird because it, it, you're, it's Bethesda, huge studio, and these and, and huge uh, you know company, and these studios are making these little weird games, and they're getting a lot of um, they're getting a lot of attention. But it's like they, like you said, they don't know how to explain what they had. I, I don't know. I, I I I have no idea what to feel about this game. As a matter of fact, I actually feel nothing. Uh, I, I'm not really excited for it because it doesn't really... The, the visuals of the game don't really attract me that well, uh, that much. Uh, whatever their story they're trying to tell, I'm not really interested in that story at Bro, all. Same. Um, so I, I, just, I just feel... Uh, I, I feel the same way I felt when I first read the words Ghostwire Tokyo, I don't even know what the fuck that means. That's how I, that's where I'm, that's where I'm at. Brother, eat, at least give me a cool character to play as. When, when, when I found out who Phantom they were the playing opera. as, I swore that was an NPC. Like, yeah. okay, they're all running away. That's going to be some dude that, you know, is just going to get killed off and, and we'll see who the main character is. No, that's him. It's just some, some dude. He doesn't look. He doesn't look. Phantom cool. of the Opera. He has a Phantom of the Opera mask. What are you he got. About? He got doodoo on his face. <laughs> he got ghost doodoo. I don't understand. I don't. I don't understand at all. And I don't know if this is a Bethesda thing or if this is a Sony thing because both of the games that we're talking about are on Sony's platform. I. 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 I don't think it is. Uh, I don't think it's a Sony issue. But I. There's a. There's a reason why Xbox might have been like, you can have these games. <laughs> And that, and that comes from somebody who's a fan uh, of Arcane and very looking forward to Deathloop. <laughs> That's so true. I was still kind of like, X was like, nah, we good. We ain't breaching no contracts for that, Man, bitch. And <laughs> Phil, Phil is looking at this and going, <laughs> I know he is. Because it, it's going to end up on Game Pass and when, the, like, whatever the year agreement is he's up. Like, same, same for Deathloop. It's he's like, like Ghostwire, Nopio. How about that? We take it. And and oh, and, wow. and the development studio behind Ghostwire says that this this is this is a franchise that they want it to be. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Keep going. Keep going. It's a franchise that they want it to have multiple games, like Ghostwire Atlanta or some shit like that. I don't know. They, like they said Ghostwire Nopio. <laughs> I'm not past that. Okay. Okay. So like uh. you know they want this game to be more than what it you know than just Tokyo in in the future kind of entries but I don't know man this is I I think it's fair at the very ba- in the very basic line when you release a, a trailer 
you gotta let us know what the game is because even Project Eve, which yeah. is, we know at least what that game is. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Well, anyway, that's yeah. where I'm at. Yeah. All right. All right, so let's move on, man. Uh, we got and this Marvel. Is the, this is the well, middle part of, of the of the conference oh, yeah, that yeah. I said I was kind of like, ooh, what's going on? Yeah, uh, Marvel Guardians of the Galaxy. A uh, new trailer comes out, um, showing some more story beats and and, and the usual, uh, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy banter and and, and stuff like that. Um, don't care, not for me. Um, you know, the, really, the only Marvel games I trust are the ones we'll talk about later. Uh, this is not one of them, so. Yeah. No real yeah. feelings about it, and anything on your side you want to say? Or, I'm gonna, or? I'm gonna play this game. I just know myself. It? Yeah, I, I yeah. know myself. I, I like this. I like, particularly Guardians of the Galaxy uh, in the MCU. They're my the first movie is my favorite movie, uh, probably in the MCU or or right up there for me. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think for me this game doesn't look like other Marvel games in terms of graphic fidelity. I think the weird the weird purple hue throughout the entire game looks like makeup to cover up and the blemishes. Like, I don't know if it's like part of the lore but what's up with all the fucking jello that you're shooting in in this game too like what, what is that stuff? i'm not sure i'm not sure what that is either um, okay that's it's just yeah. bizarre okay the, the, the game just feels it looks and feels very bland and i think the problem is is that the Guardians of the galaxy movie exists and those characters are so ingrained in people's heads um and 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 regardless of what people tell you before Guardians of the Galaxy came out in terms of the NFC's movie, nobody really knew who the Guardians of the Galaxy was. There wasn't like a, a thing people talked about. Um, they might have heard of them, but... It, so I think them trying to kind of do this just feels like they're trying to emulate what Guardians of the Galaxy already did in the MCU. And I think it just falls... It feels like great value Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. But, again, I, I, I do have this feeling, though, that this game is going to be better than we think it is. Um, and, and, and it's because... This game, nobody was waiting for it. Nobody was kind of expecting it, and it, they've they've stayed so they stayed so steadfast on the release date. Like there has been no wavering. Where I think they, I think either this game's coming to come out to die, which is a weird time to do it, or two, they know they have something there, and it probably doesn't present itself as 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 good as they would like. So I we'll see. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I think it'll be okay. I, I think I have a feeling it's going to be really short though. Yeah. That, that, I get that vibe too. Yeah, but we'll but, see. We'll see. Yeah, um, I feel dirty for saying this, but uh, and maybe it's maybe maybe I'm not alone. But the Vampire Masquerade Blood Hunt trailer kind of got me a little uh, little little interested. I ain't gonna yep. lie. Yep. Um, you know, it, it's it's a it's an interesting looking take on on Royale. Uh, you know, in, in that world is something I, I don't tend to really go to a lot. But this is kind of cool looking. I ain't gonna lie. Now, now here's the thing: it, it looks a little rough. Uh, some of the gameplay they showed uh, didn't look as as tight as I would want it to look. But the concept is kind of interesting, and some of the mobility and and, and kind of the things you can do seem pretty unique. So you know, I, I don't have a lot to say about it, but I'm definitely gonna try it out. I think for sure. Um, see, it's coming out this year at some point. Yeah. So. I think I'm gonna try it, man. It can't hurt. It's probably free, so who cares? But I think um, I think we found cool. yeah we found ourselves this year to kind of be a fan of games like this uh, in a way that we didn't really expect it to be. Yeah. Um. Uh. Expect us to be. So I'm I'm hyped for it because I, I'm I'm all about uh uh Vampire the Masquerade. I think that using different factions from the actual game as different factions here in the game is really dope. Mm-hmm. Uh. I was a little 
excited at first. I thought maybe it was actually Blood uh, Mas- the Masquerade. Yeah, uh, it caught me I thought too. I was I'm like, like yeah, yeah, I was like, oh, that they did so much work. But this, <laughs> but this actually kind of is exciting because I mean, I I hope that they. they I, I'm I'm already relegating myself to that game not existing anymore and them doing something again with it. So we'll see. But uh, I, I'm looking forward to Blood Hunt. Uh, it, it looks fun. The, the most you can say it does look really fun exactly yeah yeah all right man can't be a sony presentation without death loop so death loop trailer number 47 to try to explain to you what death loop is <laughs> look he, 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 here's the thing and, and, and let me let me just start off by saying again and i've said this a couple of times in the, in, in the pod already i'm a fan i want this game to be good i'm excited it's already pure and ready to go i am honestly excited for the game to release I, I didn't even see another trailer. However, guys, guys, this trailer enough, enough. was the best representation of what the game is. But that's only based on because of the previews that came out. It's almost like, <laughs> oh, they were able to, to tell you what the game is. Let, let's, let's kind of try that out. Uh, I, I, I'm so fucking sick. I, I, I almost think that Sony is going to fuck with us and do another Death Loop trailer. <laughs> Like, at a state I, of play, like, three months I from now. I swear, there's going to be another one. It's going to be like, okay, let me rephrase. <laughs> so, what you, you guys, do... <laughs> it's like, it's either, wow, Deathloop did really well. You guys really loved it. Uh, DLC or, guys, nobody's trying Deathloop. You guys are missing Deathloop. out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. I, I Let the game speak for itself at this point. It, it's, it's done. You've done yeah. all you can to try to explain this weird-ass game. I hope it's great. I hope people love it. Well... We'll find out next week. Next week, I'm going to have a, a lot yeah. to say about this game, one way or the other. Yeah, exactly. It's just time to let the game talk for itself at this point. Like, I, I'm, I'm so tired of what you do is you start off, and this is me. My name's blah, blah, blah. Like, okay, got it. Like, it, it's just, it's exhausting at this point. And, and every is. time every time it comes up, it's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God, Sony. Okay. Yeah. Okay, you, you have it. Deathloop. So I don't know why they did this. I think I, here's here's my take. I think they're concerned. I think I, that they see the pre-orders have to be bad. Right. The, it, it's yes. got to be bad. Yes. Yes. One hundred percent. They go. Who's pre-order Pablo? Who the fuck is that? <laughs> you know. Uh, I think that's what because there's no way. There's no way. It's well, been on sale. Too. Well. Well, I will say also this that the game is so close to coming out that it it, it was almost like we have to. But also it, it's. There's just so much Man. of it. And like you said, it's been on sale for like two years. Ever since. <laughs> yeah. It has been. It has been. It has, dude. I, I, okay. I mean, like I said, looking forward to seeing what people think of it. I, I'm probably going to wait for an Xbox version on Game I, Pass. And I'm not the guy you're going to want to... I'm not the guy that you're going to want oh, to talk know, about this game. I know. Yeah. Your seal of approval isn't going to mean a damn thing to me. No, no, not at all. Because I'm going yeah. like, to be like, play... I'm going to play like an hour and be like, get it! No! Yeah, I think yeah, you're going to yeah. love it and I'm going to get... It, it's gonna be a Pablo ass day of like four or five like voice texts of that are like seven minutes long. And the yeah. other thing I like about it, like, oh my god, <laughs> uh, you, you, I, I think we'll see where reviews stand and where yeah. Pablo's a Pablo review stand because I, yeah, you know, yeah, we'll see. I think you're, I, gonna, I think you're never, gonna like it though. I've never, I've never had an arcane game where I felt strongly about it, and the reviews didn't. All, all reviews always kind of drive with my view, view mm. of the game itself. So uh, I'm interested to see what the reviews are. Uh, yeah. But I am, I, like I said, already purchased, ready to go. Can't wait. Yeah, man. All right. Um, you like Radiohead? I, I yeah. <laughs> do you ever want to? Do you ever want to play Radiohead? 
I mean, not music, but do you want to <laughs> play them? Um, no. Because you can. No. You can, man. Um, so, Radiohead Experience uh, for their uh, their new, well, deluxe, I guess, version of their album, uh, Kid A, which is a classic, uh, is getting um, some, some new B-sides and, and a new experience to go along with it that, um, that, that Sony evidently thought was a must do. Some people collaborate <laughs> some people collaborate with Travis Scott. Some people collaborate with Post Maloney. Or right, Sony okay. wanted to Sony wanted to creep uh with 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 uh with our boys Radiohead. I don't know. I don't know. Who does I know? I don't know. Cuz I remember. It, it you know the <laughs> I don't know why when I watched this I thought maybe this is what abandoned was supposed to be all this time. <laughs> Man. Just a just a just an album, that's all. Yeah, which by the way, Amanda was not in this showcase. No nope. shocker. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. I, I don't have anything to say, but I just thought that was such a fucking weird thing to show well, in let the middle me, of all this. Let me read my notes here. Okay, that's it. <laughs> that's it. That was my notes. Oh man, yeah, nothing to say about that. But hey, uh-uh. it might be cool. I don't know. Um, another game that got announced uh, is a game that that sounds like a sneeze when I when I try to read it out loud. Uh, Tchia. Um, <laughs> no, no, idea no, that's no. How to say it. It's it's. <laughs> <laughs> oh my bad. It's Tchia. Um, yeah. So, how do you feel about um, this 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 game, Tchia? And and bless you. Thank you. And you know, I, I'll just say for me, it, it just kind of looked like one of those cute. Games that kind of go forgotten after a while that don't really amount to much. It, it looks like it, you know you can you can fly like a bird and you can be a thing and you can be a thing over there and it's like okay this is fine. But I mean it, at moments it did look really pretty. Um, I think the art style was kind of cool, but yeah, uh, nothing really grabbed me I, about this one. I think there's something to be said um, about the game itself uh, debuting here. Uh, at a uh, PlayStation showcase, I think that maybe PlayStation knows that they have something that's a little bit better than your run-of-the-mill indie maybe. game. For me, it looks like a solid, cute indie type game with that is probably going to have some t- type of touching story, and it's going to be like really cute. Mm-hmm. Um, Sony does things like this, weird things like this. Um, they did it with uh, what's that game that came out with uh, at the beginning of the cycle uh, last year that you hunt for little things. Oh, uh, Bug Snacks. Yeah, bug snacks. Oh, they do yeah. weird shit like that a lot. So this isn't exactly uh, like this is exactly like not like not Sony. This is like actually kind of on par with what Sony does every once in a while. So being that it's the only game here that uh, uh, of an indie game itself, I, I'm 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 cautiously interested into what this could be. But I, I don't think I'm ever gonna play it. I, I, it's like a cute indie little touching story type thing. I we'll see. Yeah. But I'm yeah, it's fine. It looks good. It's fine. Yeah, not much to say about it either. Yeah. Um, moving on, uh, we did get a, a, a Naughty Dog uh, cameo, but but not quite what people were hoping for. Uh, what we got was Uncharted: A Thief's End and Lost Legacy remastered. Um, I don't recall when they said this was coming out. Um, I, I think they did give some kind of window, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. Yeah, I think it's. I think that the uh, PlayStation Five version of the game is coming out this year. The okay. PC version is is not dated. It's coming Got soon it. after the release of the um, of that. Yeah. Okay. I mean, one more thing to not care about. I mean, I I, I don't. I don't care. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Care I, I I've, I don't know if I've said it on the show before, but I'm. I think I actually mentioned. I think Uncharted's a little overrated in, in an episode yeah. past. 
I think this game was probably the worst one that I played besides probably the first one. Um, it just dragged and it just felt like it, it, it had so much fat on it, uh, compared yeah. to Lost Legacy, which I think we both have, have pretty much the same feeling about how great that one is. It just trims all that fat off and it's a really, really fun, tight, punchy game, um, that I think <laughs> kind of in a way is my favorite of any Uncharted game, yeah, to it be is honest. For me, yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm halfway excited for that part of it, but I, I have no interest in going and playing this again. I, it's, I mean, it, it, this this came out just a couple of years ago. It's way too long. Yeah, it's like it's 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 all the banter and all the quips of all the Uncharted games into one game, and it is fine in in many ways. It's not terrible in any way, no, shape, or no. form. Uh, it's like like 10 hours too long um but ultimately you know uh cool i whatever um i think this is more like just pushing the pc part of it and the fact that it can also release on the new consoles i'm not ever gonna play this again yeah uh hopefully this also means that um that they'll they'll uh, ex- they'll do the same thing with the dlc the story dlc um yeah we'll, we'll see we'll yeah. see i don't know yeah. Um, all right. So this is when they started uh, hitting us with the with the one, two, three, and the four. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, so we get Marvel's Wolverine announced by Insomniac Games. Um, holy shit! I mean, you know, yeah. even as a guy that's not a big comic person, um, I, I mean, I did grow up being a pretty big X Men fan, so this one still kind of connected with me a little bit more than if they had gone in another direction. I am pretty excited about this because of how much trust, kind of going back to what I said at the top of this segment, the trust that I have in Insomniac to make a great Wolverine game is through the roof. I, I yeah. think that they're going to nail it. I, you know, From what we understand, it is pr- kind of like pre-production. I mean, it's not even really like underway yet, so it, we're, we're a ways off from seeing more of this, but I, I don't think they would commit to something this big if they didn't have a, an interesting gameplay set up in mind for it. Yeah. So um, it, oh. it, I think they're going to figure out something really interesting with this one and, and make it cool because, you know, part of what makes this interesting for them, particularly with like the Spider-Man world is, you know, how you can traverse through the city as Spider-Man. Now they got to play a kind of different way with this one. Are you going to go open world? What are you going to do with, you know, with him how are you going to get him from point a to point b yeah is it going to be more traditional are you going to try to come up with some like weird power he gets in this game only to make him traverse stuff better no what are you going to do you know yeah i think i think the game is going to be uh more linear um i would think yeah i would think it'd be be, i I would like something more like a god of war almost in in a sense yeah i think it has to be because i you know I don't know how you would traverse with Wolverine, like get in a car. I mean, it's not interesting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, it's yeah. so, it, it, it's, it's a mob. You get to do a claw by. Yeah. <laughs> it, it just seems, it just seems like when you look at what they've done with Spider-Man, that this is definitely going to be different. They've already said that they want, yeah. this is going to be an emotional story. Uh, and so you can't really think of that when they say emotional. You can't think of that and not think about Logan, which was that rated R um, uh, Wolverine movie, which is fantastic. So I think we're going to see something of that sort. So I, I I think it'll be a lot more like maybe even Last of Us type uh, of game. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that would be really effective and really dope. Uh, Wolverine is a very uh, dark character as well. So mm-hmm. uh, this is being made by the Miles Morales team. 
Um, and it is supposedly gonna come off after Spider-Man Two. Uh, so that's at least the earliest. 2023, but 2024, 2024 yeah. It, yeah, if if they're not going to release two games in one year, yeah. Um, but again, uh, like I said early on the show, this is definitely a showcase of the future as well. And if you have sure. an IP like Wolverine, why not fucking show it off? You know what I mean? Oh yeah, hundred percent. That's a huge get. Now, what I will say though, um, and I'll just say it now because this is a new a new thing for Insomniac, right? I am a little worried that they're going to become the Marvel studio. I don't. I don't want that to happen. I want. I. You know. I'm cool with this because it is an interesting. You know. Like I said, it's an interesting thing to see what they, what they can do with with this character in this in this world. I just don't want to see this happen at the detriment to some of their other franchises, or you know, just having a new idea. You know, like yeah, I know yeah. that Marvel is the chic thing, and, and and I think I think this is more of an industry problem right now with 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 media and entertainment. Like the, the superhero thing is becoming almost too big, and I, I am afraid that there is going to be some type of of stall out. Not not because people don't care about comics or, or they'll stop caring, but because it's just an oversaturation of this shit. And I just don't want Insomniac to get sucked into that and people start to get fed up and exhausted with the same, uh, it's another Marvel game, it's another Marvel, now they're doing a Marvel game, now they're doing a Marvel game. Like, it's just, it's a lot right now. Like, we just got that Fire Team or whatever that, uh, the Firaxis game that just yeah, got yeah, announced yeah. too. It's like, oh my God, it, it's everywhere. So... That's my biggest concern. Not that I think the games are going to be bad. It's just that it's it's kind of too much. I mean, and they're taking and, and they're hedging a, a big bet here because yeah. they're, they're they're telling us that Marvel, in which uh, there's no reason to think that it won't be, but that Marvel in the next four years is still going to be massive. You know, uh, so yeah. Yeah. we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, Gran Turismo Seven is uh is a will see for me still. Uh, speaking of which, I mean. That was a- Great trailer, though. A great trailer. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it, it, it kind of spelled things out in a pretty cool way. Um, showed the ins and outs. I mean, I, I will say it seems like a pretty sterile-looking game. Yeah. Uh, doesn't seem to have a lot of personality to it, which you don't. I mean, it, it's it's not trying to be uh, charismatic by any stretch. It's just that it's hard to go from all of the hype of Forza Horizon 5 and that festive atmosphere and that world which, to by the way, um, a yeah. track. Which, by the way, Forza Motorsport is also going to run into that same they will. Into that same thing. Yeah, yeah. so, yeah, so I, I think it's going to be a really interesting thing to see how this game fares when it comes out in March um, because of this, the just kind of, it, it's just not for everybody. I mean, you know, I, I watched a lot of reactions to this uh, showcase and people didn't really have a lot to say about it. So I'm a little concerned that it's just kind of going to be one of those, oh, that's, yeah. that's cool for fans type of games, but Again, nothing that people look- are going to love. Look at the positioning of that game, where it comes it it, it comes right after Marvel Wolverine mm-hmm. in terms of announcement. So it's like okay, maybe they know that this game isn't for everybody, but you know, yeah, but um, still looks good though. I mean, you got to give it credit. I mean, it's 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 a nice looking GT game. So oh yeah, got to give yeah. it credit. Um, so almost at the home uh, stretch here. Well, we are kind of now. So Marvel Spider Man Two is announced, and and this was like a oh shit because you know man. Insomniac is kind of the MVPs, you know, and yeah, it, it, it's just incredible to see what they're kind of doing as a studio to keep churning out stuff. I mean, yes, we're a ways away from from Spider Man Two. It comes out in twenty twenty three, as you mentioned. Um, so, you know, a good waiting game left for this one. But 
I am really excited about this one. I am hoping and praying for co-op. I think that would be so fire. I I think they pretty much already confirmed that it won't happen. Yeah, I, um, which would be a pretty big disappointment for me because, it, come on, it's 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 right there. You you have yeah, yeah, yeah. you know unless they have some type of interesting way of telling the story with with um you know maybe there's some true kind of tandem fighting or something. I yeah I. When we did some predictions on Twitter, um, this is exactly what I predicted, which is Spider-Man 2 CG trailer, and it's going to tease the fact that you're going to be playing as Miles and Peter Parker. Um, so, you know, this isn't really a shocking mm-hmm. a thing for me, but I am so happy that it's Venom, uh, uh, which, you know, in the last Spider-Man game, which was really good, they had Mr. Mm-hmm. Negative, which wasn't really a known... Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it worked for the story because in that story... Really, it was a struggle of Peter Parker being Spider-Man as the forefront, and you know, Mister Negative being in the back end, kind of really worked for that because it really allowed for the story That's to be told point. up front. That's a good point. Um, yeah. But Venom is, is a very it's a, a scene eating type of villain. So what, now that we got the Miles Morales uh, story out the way and the Peter Parker kind of origin story out the way, or at least the fact that you know there's personal struggles, we're able to now really focus on a more classic. Um, type of comic book right. uh dichotomy between yeah. villain and 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 uh and hero so I, i'm excited I, I think it looks great they've teased uh venom uh already so i am ready to go i am super hyped for this game yeah it, it's a can't miss and, and uh, I, I, uh, yeah, but i will be bummed if there's no co-op that that's for sure but we'll yeah, see yeah um and then last up of course they end it with god of war ragnarok um revealed new trailer just cut you off here real quick You're, yeah you w- you had your predictions. Um, we each had three. Yes. I only got one right, which is the one you got your one, and it's this one, which is in-engine God of War teaser shown with an older Kratos and Atreus official name revealed. No date. I mean, spot on. As, uh, as, <laughs> That's yeah. what I do. Um, but no, I mean, I, I think this was exactly what I was hoping for. Um, yep. it, it, it's familiar in all the ways that I wanted it to be familiar, and it's got some new shit that looks really fucking cool. Um, yeah. I am most excited, probably as, as many people are, with the story. Um, we were talking about it just before we were recording. Thor, his design, I, pe- I know people are kind of like Dope. poo-pooing it or making it meme-ish or whatever. That shit That's is fire. Bro, Hell yeah. give yo know, dad bot Thor can can come into this you know in this in this world and, and be just as dope as ripped Kratos you know in, in my opinion I, I love when, that I love it. But when you look at Greek gods and the mythology behind Greek gods, they're very focused on their aesthetic. Yeah, you know, it being being beautiful and being this. When you look at Norse mythology, they're fucking drinking beers, eating grapes, eating legs. They're they're they're, they're Vikings. <laughs> you know, they're they're these bigger than life yeah. gods, and they just don't give a fuck. And and it, I think looking at Thor and, and his design looks super like accurate, super dope. When you yeah. look at uh, at Norse mythology and the depiction of, of Thor specifically, he's a big motherfucker. He's a burly son of a bitch. Oh, and yeah. they, they nail that here in ways that I was not expecting. And the voice actor, which is the guy who does Opie from uh, Sons of Anarchy, mm. um, uh, he he's really good uh, actor uh, as well. Very, I thought he was Josh Brolin for a second there. I'm very excited for this. Uh, all the, I mean, all the way through. I I was huge on 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 um, on God of War, um, and I am really excited to see what they, it looks like. More of the same, which is fine mm-hmm. because 
it, it was it, it's a very good game. So yeah, uh, um, it, it does seem like a very high stakes, um, you know, thing from a story standpoint because it is the Ragnarok. end of the Norse. Yeah. yeah, it is. It is the official end of that. Um, so whatever happens from here for the series is going to be really interesting. So I, I'm expecting a lot of shit to go down uh, yeah. as it should for, like you said, for the Ragnarok <laughs> aspect of things. So I. I mean, the gameplay looks really good. I, it, there, there have been some people that have like criticized the way the game looks because they say it looks too much like the last God of War, like like graphically, like it doesn't look the like the last a, God of War looked basic. Yeah, well, that's the thing. They're saying it doesn't look like a much uh, like much of a leap over yeah. the first one. I mean, it's a cross gen game, so there's gonna be that as well. But I don't know, man. I watched that shit in 4K, and I'm like, there's some detail here that I think people are yes. just kind of not looking at. Like, I'm looking at like Kratos is like. The shit he's wearing and there's like little like designs on it and all that. I'm like, nah, man. No, there's stuff, there's stuff there for sure. Yeah, uh, that's graphical improvement. I one of the things I'm interested about is like you said, where the story goes. I, I know a couple of, uh, I think last year even the year before that there were some toy leaks uh, that 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 were gonna come out that were like that didn't make it to uh, to, to production, but it was uh, Atreus and it was uh, Kratos in Egyptian god. Uh, mm. uh, outfits so uh there's a very good you know with this not being numbered at all not that this is going to be a uh, not a, a main uh, entry it is but with cory barlog also not being the the, the game director mm-hmm. uh, uh it looks like maybe he's probably working on the next god of war maybe and it's probably going to be more egyptian or or, or based you know th- this is this this series isn't going anywhere yeah he no. didn't say this is the end of god of war or kratos he specifically said this is the end of the north uh north uh north of that mythology so we'll yeah. see I mean this is kind of Sony's this is kind of Sony's uh I don't know if you, you agree this is kind of their flagship franchise now for the most part it, right it's, it's it's at the very least one of their pillars uh you yeah know, well, yeah absolutely. Xbox Xbox having halo gears yeah. and maybe now Bethesda I think uh, this games. is kind of their A1 at this point now like you know without Uncharted um, it's it's this yeah. and probably Last of Us so yeah I mean it, it's this is a huge game for them and it looks like it's in really really good shape so I'm, I'm super super excited so a uh, hell of a way to end this conference um, you know so again I think they killed it we both think it's an A- minus, and we both think that um, Xbox got dog walked uh, no <laughs> <laughs> um, but 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 they they they, they did get they did get outshined for sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. for sure. For nah, I'm, just, sure. I'm just messing I mean, with you. But, yeah. uh, but those boots were smoked. So uh, <laughs> it is time for the cool down countdown. Um, so we are in Copyright. the... Yeah, <laughs> a little bit of that too, yeah. Um, we're at the top three, man. So, um, you know, this is, uh, this is home stretch for this segment of the show. We hope you guys have been enjoying it so far. Um, Pablo, we're going to do the usual. Go ahead and recap what you got from 10 through 4, and then drop your number three favorite game of all the times. Cooldown countdown, number 10, Dark Souls 3, Celeste, number 9, The Last of Us at number 8, 7, Red Dead Redemption 2, 6, Super Mario World, number 5, The Last of... I mean, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, number 4, Mass Effect 2, and number 3... Talked about it already in the cooldown countdown with Markle's list, but it's now my turn. It's The Witcher 3, Wild Hunt. And I also included Blood and Wine yeah, yeah. because it's, I feel it's the same game. But oh, yeah, it, of course. It's, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, look, uh, we've talked about Witcher 3 to death. So this shouldn't be a surprise to anybody that's on our top 10 list. Uh, the thing that gets me about this game, and I've always kind of thought about this. Now, it's not designed as a true horizon to horizon open world game. 
You know, it's not like go anywhere. Go. It, it's level. It's designed in, in almost open world hubs. You know, yeah. and each of those hubs are incredibly impressive, and that works in that way because I, I think a game can be an open world, considered an open world game, and that have to be a traditional kind of Grand Theft Auto type of, of open world. You can drop me into a, a, a part of a world, and it be open that that way and then go somewhere else it's still an open world because all those places are really uh, impressive and the environments of each area are breathtaking and unique it's one of the it's one of the best designed open world games like they use the ability uh they use the way that they cut they break those the worlds apart they use that like nobody's ever I, nobody's done that in my opinion nobody's ever taken four or five different hubs and make them as expansive and then just that be the game you know mm-hmm. um so I, I'm sure people will follow suit. I'm sure the new Witcher game will will, will probably be the same. But I, I love that approach. Its story is also uh, as diverse uh, as the environments. I mean, interweaving side missions that bleed into main story quest and vice versa. Like, there's no side mission that felt frivolous or disconnected from the world, even if the the objective may seem unrelated to everything that's going on. Information that you gather at times can be crucial to to the overall story of what Witcher Three was telling you, and that's again a thing that. Uh, Many people talked about implementing in their game, but never really did it the way Witcher has done it. Uh, just everything like you can you can complete certain aspects of a side mission and gather information that takes you into another main mission where you don't have to you do less legwork because you already have crucial information that's going to help you throughout the game. So yep. I, I love that, and it brings me to the characters. I mean, you got Geralt uh, of Rivia, you got Ciri, Vesemir, uh, Yennefer, Triss, Danny Lion, uh, and then for Blood and Wine, you got uh, Regis and and Detlef, uh the Vampire. I mean, th- th- these were these are memorable game uh, characters that can be just the one memorable oh Siri went off Uh, that could be a memorable character in just oh because you said Siri (laughs) yeah that's what it was yeah Uh, so uh, you can have these these characters can be memorable characters on their own in a in a separate game but they're all they're all part of this and you got also uh, uh, Kira Metz and you have the bloody Baron to to boot like Uh. these these characters it's just so much uh, and I would say, while its combat can be singled out as a the weakest point of the game, I think th- there's no mistake that Witcher 3 combat is fun, especially when you start using signs in combination with your weapons. You can really do some satisfying like uh, combinations. When you get into that, like the oils and stuff too, like that's yeah, a whole yeah. different alchemy stuff. It's 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 really interesting too. Yeah, it's a com- it's the most complete RPG that I've ever played, and to this date, it remains as my my fa- my most favorite traditional western rpg today mm-hmm. i mean the, the, there are many games that have come before it like the mass effects who've done really good and and, and in many ways is better than, than what witcher's done but ultimately as a whole package there are not a lot of games that that, that are that are going to come out and, and do what witcher's done and i don't think and, and the reason we haven't seen it is because we can say whatever we want about a uh, cd project red and their and their fumble with 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 uh with cyberpunk i uh, they overpromised they underdelivered Witcher 3 did not have that problem. Um, it, it delivered... As a matter of fact, I don't think they made enough... Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, they didn't, they didn't talk about it enough. Honestly. I don't think so, yeah. Yeah, so for me, I, I'm looking forward to the, the next-gen up, upgrade. I know that they said they are working on Witcher 4. But yeah, that's my number three. Witcher 3, Wild Hunt. Uh, fucking loved it. I, I can't wait for more. I feel it. All right, man. I'm going to go ahead and get mine done. Uh, to recap my list... Uh, number 10, Final Fantasy VIII. Number 9, Persona 5. Number 8, Metal Gear Solid 3, Snake Eater. Number 7, Metal Gear Solid 2, Sons of Liberty. 
Number six, The Witcher 3, Wild Hunt, plus Blood and Wine, plus Bump and Grind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> number five, Mass Effect 2. Number four, Final Fantasy 7. And my number three, right on time. Right on time with what we learned about in the PlayStation Showcase. It is Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. So, look. Selling me on anything Star Wars wasn't easy back in the day and isn't easy now. Um, as someone that thinks that the franchise is is mostly mediocre to me uh, and, and just commercially friendly sci-fi. Um, but taking a chance on KOTOR out of sheer boredom one day at a local Video King in 2003... Um, Video King, holy shit! Yeah, man, it, that day proved to be the one and possibly only time when this IP has ever truly, truly grabbed me. Um, it's a very unique and interesting take on Western RPG combat, with with uh, you know just really gratifying depth and and progression for its time, uh, and of course a truly unforgettable and unmatched story with impactful choices, believable conflicts. Uh, the greatest plot twist in video game history and, and yeah. some of the greatest companions, good and bad, um, that Star Wars ever housed. Um, and really for me, this this was the way that I always wanted to get to know Star Wars. Um, it was Star Wars to me in its purest form. It was a game that, that finally stopped trying to remind me about how iconic the IP is by dumping loads of fan service at my, on my lap. Uh, and like awful retcons and popcorn bombast and instead it chose to create a game that tapped into the soul and structure of Star Wars to deliver a true masterpiece that trounces all but two games I've ever played um, so you know in short my my Star Wars is not the one that people sat in theaters to watch it's not Luke it's not his sister it's not his father it's not even Baby Yoda uh, it, it's Darth Malak what? It's Revan, it's Bastila, it's Karth, it's Kartho Nessie, or as I say, Karth Oso Nessie, uh, <laughs> and, a, and, a, and a droid that uh, called me a meatbag all throughout one of the greatest games I've ever played in my life. So, um, shouts out to Star Wars KOTOR, I love you, and I cannot wait to play you when you're remade and pretty. Uh, so that is it for me, um, and that is it for our show. Uh, so, until next time, please... Be sure to give our podcast a sub and follow us at Cooldown Time Pod on Instagram and Twitter. That way, our toxic ass opinions will always be in your FOV. You're welcome, and we'll see you next time.